You're listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts... Now. Americans back, 235 years old, feeling bold. Give us a call, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll take uh, your calls, uh, expecting a new co-host today. Is it Loretta Watkins? Yes, Loretta Watkins. In the house. Loretta. So, uh, anything at all you'd like to talk about today, this is a talk show. I talk, you talk. You can say to yourself, I don't just have to be a listener, I can be a talker. I can pick up my telephone and dial 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm ready to be heard. I'm ready to reach out there. Oh, by the way, Network played last night on uh, Turner Classic. You checked it out? Yeah, Kicks? of course. Yeah, of course. With your buddy Conan, or Team Coco, as you're a big member of? CC. Uh, he actually picked three good movies. Um, but the funny thing about... Well, wait, was Network one of his? No, I can't remember. It was on Late Night. It might have been the last of the three. I thought the uh, Duck Soup was the last of the three. I saw his Coco movie over the weekend. And it was really great. Because he allowed everyone to see what an asshole he is. And I I mean that respectively. I'm not fucking even making fun of him but uh, or putting it down. But he just acts like every other funny person I know, totally self-involved and demanding. <laughs> and forcing his assistant to talk into a banana when he talks to him. Jesus. I saw the trailer. He came off kind of psycho. I haven't seen the film yet. You know, there was so much of it that was fucking Larry Sanders, you know, like <laughs> I need, everyone needs to be concerned because I got the wrong kind of fish. Yeah. And what are we going to do about the fish problem? <laughs> and why aren't you people thinking about me more? It was very funny, but um, 
I wonder how he feels about it now. Well, he must have had final fucking cut on it. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I would have if, if it was me. I would have cut out a couple things that made me look even worse. Because like he would be nice to people to their face, like fans and stuff. Yeah. And then when they would walk out, just be like, "Why am I meeting these assholes? Oh, that's great. <laughs> why? Why do I want to fucking see a cookie of myself? This is stupid." <laughs> And I was really cracking up because it just reminds me of, you know, that anger wickedness thing that goes along with being funny. Um, I, 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 for one, had never seen him presented that way. I don't think uh, most people. And he definitely fucked up by leaving the Tonight Show thing. He should have just stayed. He you could see it throughout the entire fucking film. He could have stuck it out. I mean, they weren't going to really kick him off. Come on. No. Come on, stick go, it go. out. Stick it out. Fuck you, I'm staying. Hey, he's living it up on fucking cable now, I guess. Yeah, I don't know much about it. You know, TBS, I don't know where it is. I still thought they had the Braves games up until a couple weeks ago. Uh, all right, so Loretta Watkins coming up very, very soon on the Ron and Fez show. And, of course, anything you'd like to talk about. I know it's a lazy Tuesday. Uh, but we're all just going to chill out here together. 92 degrees in the city today. Uh, 92 degrees. I like it. Mike in Bama, you're in running Fez. Everybody be here, got Ichiban. 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 Well, there's still no verdict in the Casey Anthony trial. Why don't you go down there and show them how to be on a jury? Well, Get this shit done. I feel like an expert on the trial now because I watched the very last minutes before they went into deliberation. <laughs> now, I don't know if they do this, and if anyone has a legal mind, uh, perhaps they could help. But here's how it went. The defense, no, the prosecution kind of wraps it up. They make their case, right? Boom. They do their summation. Then the defense goes, wraps it up, fucking does their thing then the prosecution gets a rebuttal tearing apart the defense and then they go and fucking in and deliberate now all i saw of this entire case has been the rebuttal and i'm i'm starting to yell out shoot her now <laughs> it seems to me in some kind of fairness when it's the state of florida versus casey anthony she should get the last fucking word. It should not, not only this, Hicks, but the thing that they did in the rebuttal, they pulled the defending your life, where they were fucking playing her jailhouse phone calls oh, no. to her mom Fuck. and her friends. Well, I like that her lawyers called her a lying no good slut. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well, what they said, even though, I mean, she is a liar. Oh, yeah. Pathological liar. She's a great liar. And, you know, she's a party girl. She loves... Loves the cock. Loves dick in the sauce. That's all. So what? That doesn't mean no. that you killed your baby. Fuck A lot no. of people were mad at the defense for saying that. I'm like, okay, I get that totally. Yeah. You know, just like I said, you know, Pepper Hicks. Does he drink? Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Does he fucking, fucking live like a fucking pig in his own home. Yeah. Yikes, sir. Will he eat any pill? Yes. Okay. Doesn't mean he killed a baby. I'm not a baby killer. You know, so you're like, we admit to this, admit to this, admit to this, because it's not really against the law to lie. 
and pathologically lie. I guess she's been making up, you know, like, hey, I'm going out to a new job. Would you watch my baby? Yeah. And she's really going out to suck cock. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being a party girl who likes sex. Mm-mm. It's the killing the baby that gets you in trouble. That's the sticking point to the whole thing. Right. Um, but I don't understand why, you know, to me, why would the prosecution get a rebuttal is fucking... Yeah, that's crazy. It just seemed unfair to me. Why wouldn't they do it every time? Why wouldn't every fucking case have a rebuttal? Maybe rebuttal? every state is different, or maybe you and I just don't know jack shit about <laughs> trials once we get past the <laughs> Law & Order TV show. Kendall in Texas, what do you got, buddy? Good morning, Ron. Hey, the, the reason that the prosecution gets to go first is because they have the burden of proof. Same way in my civil trials, I get to go first if I'm the one suing because I have the burden of, of meeting that standard, whatever it is, in a criminal trial, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt. And so, <laughs> Kendall, have you kept any eye, eye on this thing at all? I lost you. It just seems like whoever gets to go last... Uh, your phone blows. It seems to me if you get to go last, that's a, a real advantage. Fuck yeah. And I would give the advantage to the defendant. Not the people trying to put the defendant to death. I would just give the advantage to the person who's literally fighting for her fucking simian life right now. Oh, no. And I understand that she always doesn't look simian. But with the hair pulled back like that, yes, she does. Yeah, she's got to do Still something. Still waiting on that. the answer to that question I had. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. And it's um, very exciting, I guess, for everyone that's been following this trial. Now... We probably need HLN as one of our TV stations because they follow it around the clock. I don't know what they're going to do when this trial goes off the air. Uh, they'll find something, I guess. It's ridiculous. Um, here's uh, James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ronnie B? Pep? Hey, you got an Ichiban for you. Ichiban. 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 Benny has left the Jersey Shore. Now, I know that is the big news out there. Do we know this to be 100% true, Pep? It looks like he has left the shore because he got fed up with dealing with the drama of the house and has gone back to Staten Island. That's been confirmed. And now, and this happening in season five, the, the third time they've gone back to the fucking shore house. Now, if he stays... Right now, he's on Staten Island. It's n unknown if he's coming back. Yeah, because Sammy Sweetheart did this before, too. Yeah, she went back to Staten Island as well. <laughs> um, was that on the uh, list? No? Yes, it was? And we didn't want? No. Okay. Because uh, I didn't know how many things at all that she had done besides that one. I didn't know uh, she had done a couple others. Because uh, I'm, I'm fucking in the dark. When it comes to, seriously, popular culture, I don't know what's happening. Now, Vinny was always your favorite. Higgs, or are you Paulie? Um, I like them both, but Vinny a little bit more. Paulie and Vinny seem to be friends. Yeah. Now, if you're the believe TMZ, and why wouldn't you? They do so much work. Uh, they said, everyone's so sick of Vinny, they're glad he left. Oh, Jesus. And I thought he was, you know... 
everybody's buddy. Yeah, he's the quiet. He's pretty much the quiet guy on the show. I mean, he's had some drama because him and Snooky were hooking up for the last couple seasons. Well, someone said he was practically day. a virgin during when he showed up the first time. <laughs> Probably. And now he's like the fucking master of all puss. Yeah, he's like the nice guys broads eat it up. See, like, they oh. do like nice guys. Mark Zito's wrong. Oh, Vinny. Mark Zito was wrong. I believe he has another article about why m nice guys, women don't like nice guys. All we'll right. try to get to that <laughs> later on. He seems to comb the internet looking for uh, reasons to get mad at women for the things that they say about nice guys. He's like a defense lawyer. He's building a case. Because <laughs> apparently nice guys don't do that well. Apparently, yeah, apparently. If you're just nice, then you're fucked. Now, I have a problem with this. I hate when anyone says I'm a good person or a nice guy. <laughs> that fucking person to me is a liar. Deep down there, shit. Have you ever thought of yourself as a good person or a nice guy? <laughs> exactly. Fuck that. I'm a scumbag. That's why your honesty, I don't mind being in a fucking room with you <laughs> while you're holding a gun. Because I'm like, he's already been upfront about it. Because yeah. I think it's the person who says, I'm a good person or I'm a nice guy, that's fucking hiding something. Yeah, they're lying to themselves. Or they just fucking just know their shit and they just want to come off as nice. And I'm, I never trust people who don't know the difference between right and wrong. You know, I'm much more comfortable with the fact of, hey, I'm going to do something wrong right now. It feels really fucking good. <laughs> Not the fucking guy who acts like, I have to do this for all the right reasons. Fuck you. Bullshit. You're a liar. Come on, you want to. But anyway, uh, I don't know what happens. It's either studies or polls on the internet, but they, they make people furious. If people read a study or read a poll, they immediately want to bring it to you. Scientists must be so happy about the internet coming around, because you get all these fucking things you only read in journals fucking 10 years ago. Now it's just all over the fucking That's place. That's really a good point. Although sometimes the local papers would pick up those stories. <laughs> yeah. If anyone pay attention to those shitty journals that came out. I believe that... Uh, uh, Casey Anthony is part Simeon. I honestly do. She's got a monkey face. That's okay. You dig that look, then? Sure, okay. You'd like the fucking cave woman if it was up to you. <laughs> if you had your druthers. <laughs> I'll take down a Sasquatch, sure. See, I find that a little fucking twisted. I've been watching that, that TV show on Animal Planet, Finding Bigfoot. It's the craziest fucking thing in the, in the world. Yes, because it doesn't exist. It's crazy. These people are all about, I think we just heard a Sasquatch. And it's the same episode every fucking week. They go into town and they say, we're, we're going to throw a town meeting around here to find people who've seen Sasquatches. And then, and, and Wait a minute, what's the name of what they saw? Sasquatches. So you said Sketchquatch. Sketchquatch, whatever. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Justin, you're on Fez. Hey, Mr. B, I got a speed-eating Ichiban. Speed-eating. Ichiban. Joey Chestnut yesterday ate 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Uh, 62 hot dogs and the 90-degree heat and humidity of Coney Island. Uh, why he was doing that, Kobayashi, on the other side of the river, ate more. Now, there's a lot of people go, they banned Kobayashi. I looked into this. He has not been banned. What he won't do is sign with the Federation of whatever the fuck they are, fucking eating people. Major League Eating. Major League Eating. Uh, because he wants to eat when he wants to eat and why he wants to eat. He won't go exclusive, people. That's yeah. the problem. Now, here's the thing. 
out of all the eating contests in the world, there's only one that matters. There's only the Coney Island one. It's the only one ESPN covers. It's the only one people talk about. No one gets around and go, hey, do you believe how much spinach that guy ate in fucking Canada? Because I heard it got brought up the other day. It was like nine pounds of spinach. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. To me, it probably is ballsier than eating fucking 62 hot dogs. But no one gives a fuck. There's only one no. people care about. So Kobayashi, I'm sorry, you ain't the champ. I wish that you were. I wish you went over there and fucking... Uh, handed Joey Chestnut his ass fair and square. But he didn't. And because of that, I can't call you the champ. I don't know, though. He still ate 69 hot dogs in 10 fucking minutes. I mean, sure, there wasn't a official from the World Major League Gaining Organization there to, to record it, but he still did. He still banged him out. Yes, he did. And if you want to put him in whatever Guinness book fucking is running a website, go ahead and do it. But just the same way, on the same day as the Olympics, if some guy runs the 100 meters in his backyard faster, it doesn't make him the Olympic champion. You've got to do it at the event. What are we going to start having? Some guy driving around his own neighborhood the same day as Daytona, proving that he's fucking faster? No. We need more judges then. No, you've got to get into the tournament. That's all. Now... Here's the weird thing about this. Why didn't he do it 10 days before or 10 days after? Because nobody would have covered that. The only thing that he's doing is getting on the back of the fucking Big Nathan's Day. Nothing else matters. I prefer him getting arrested last year. That was great. Stone that got cold. him on the fucking cover of the post. It's fucking Stone Cold. <laughs> Uh, the International Federation of Competitive Eaters, or IFAS, uh, as they're also known, uh, a very good friend of ours uh, was there, Pat from Minaki, uh held up great, looked terrific, by the way. Oh, looked real good, yeah. Uh, dropped 60 pounds since last year. Yeah. 60 pounds he went out. I don't know how you could be in a hot dog eating contest and lose weight, but Pat's doing it. Now, not only that, but... I don't know whether you saw him on TV. He went out and showed that green bracelet. Someone told me that was to represent Irish Alki. Oh, nice. Good man, Patrick Philbin. Well, I will tell you this about Pat from Minaki. At, at Alki's uh, wake, Pat sat in a chair in the middle of the room and never got up once. I believe he's a true Catholic. Not a fake Catholic like Chris Stanley. Oh, come on. I was baptized. But I was very proud of uh, Pat back again, mixing it up, making things happen, doing the funny walk across the stage, doing the funny looks. Very, very oh, it cool. Great. It was great. He doesn't need face paint like some eaters. Oh, Eater X? Eater X. I don't have any problems with Eater X. And then I was actually starting to pull for that guy from Chicago. Oh, yeah, the Southside Chicago guy. Yeah, definitely. I was like, holy shit, he's keeping pace for the first five minutes. Then Chestnut blew him away. I was out in Chicago a couple of years ago during this event, and the local Chicago radio stations were really talking about him with great pride and, and great hope. <laughs> he could be the one. They want him to be. I mean, it's crazy when you look at it. These are the best eaters in the world. And those Chinamen that showed up got fucking crushed. Oh, that was pathetic. They were going so slow. They didn't know what the fuck they were going in for. No. The only reason why they were there 
is because Nathan's is moving itself into China. Yeah. That's the big new fast food market. Oh, yeah. they can't. I think they love KFC. I think KFC is like the number beats out McDonald's and shit over there, too. Anything with yum. Those yum people do very, very well for themselves. Good old yum brands. Where do they get the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell? Um, but they're not used to, used to eating food without sticks. Also, the guy from Chicago was dunking in Kool-Aid, and he looks so... He was actually gnarling me. It was crazy. One hand was just fucking pure red, and his face was covered in red. I was like, was that ketchup? It looks fucking crazy what this guy is fucking doing right now. Um, Bryce, Bryce, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes. Um, the Kobayashi was the former champion, won like six times in a row. We're all very he, familiar with Kobayashi. Okay, well, they kicked him out because he They never not- kicked him out. What they said is if you're not, if you don't sign with the league, you can't win the league championship. Okay, but if you do that, then he has to give up everything else. Now, well, but you know, USA did the same thing when Russia, Jimmy Carter was protesting and ran their own private little Olympics. He's not the champion. He may be the record holder, but he's not right. the champion of the event. But the USA did the exact same thing. Everybody supported it and was wrong. All those Olympians got screwed over, couldn't go to the real Olympics, but they have, they have their records and stuff that are still established, but they didn't get to go medal from the Olympics. Yeah, and there's a big difference between being a world record holder, which is fucking great, or being the Olympic champion. Bruce Jenner was in here. He had won the decathlon in 1976. He apparently lives in a home full of women with big asses now. Yeah. I don't care about it. All I care, and when he walked in here, I didn't talk to him about big asses. I didn't talk to him about reality TV shows. I talked to him about winning the decathlon in 1976. We played the Olympic theme as he entered. Because he deserves that. Deservedly so, yes. Could have played what, a Kim Kardashian song, Jamming Up or whatever. I wouldn't know what it was, but I, you know, <laughs> I, if that's how he makes his money, great. But to me, he's the Olympic champion, and you can't beat it. It's pretty awesome. I'm happy for him if his family business is taken off. But if he would have done that somewhere else, he doesn't get the Olympic song. Well, without a doubt, they're going to bring Kobayashi back for whatever, when, when Chestnut ties it. I heard people from that federation, IFAS, say, we would love to have Kobayashi here, but he has to sign into the league. Here's Kobayashi's problem, and I don't have any problem with him running around saying, I don't want to hand money over, I don't want to do this and that, but there's only one eating event that matters. There's only one, Nathan's. You don't have another one that the world pays attention to. What about drinking the fastest Slurpee in the world? So I saw some guy had that record. Yeah, there's a million eating records. They're all fantastic. (laughs) But there's only one that you leave with the big yellow fucking belt. With nice Pepto-Bismol things on the side. Whatever happened, remember the guy from the Guardian Angels used to always go there and eat like eight. He would be fucking (laughs) terrible, but they would let him come out every day. I saw a Guardian Angel the other day. I was like, holy shit, this is old school. Yeah, they they were fucking big during, what, 70s, 80s? 80s, I think they used to be a crack epidemic, whatnot. I don't know why we can't get another crack epidemic going. I know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Scott, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, Ron, I can't believe we get to talk about hot dogs so much today. But, uh, I know. 
I wanted to let you know that the last three times these two have gone head-to-head, Joey Chestnut has won, so maybe Kobayashi's a little afraid. Um, I don't, you know, look, there's winners and there's losers, but you have to be able to compete. Pat Fermanonke was ready to go out there with the Irish Schalke bracelet and compete. If he doesn't, let's face it, he won the Spam Man eating contest um, against Fez. That doesn't make ESPN. No one gives a shit. I gave a shit. Well, when you get your own fucking sports network, then we all care. ESPN 6. Uh, We don't get HLN, so we won't know the second this happens, but I'm sure uh, if there's any word, uh, you folks at home will know and give us a call. Uh, Casey Anthony. Half the people only think she's guilty of murder one in a poll. Uh, 20% of the people think she's completely innocent. Another 30% of the people think she's guilty of some lesser charge. Maybe the charge of just trying to gently chloroform that baby of hers so that she could go out and enjoy the nightlife. She likes the boogie. Here's another reason I want to point out to you girls. Don't have those fucking duck face pictures on your MySpace. Because later... When you're accused of killing your kid, you're going to look like the nuttiest fucking gang fucking sign-throwing, <laughs> duck-faced, puking, and pissing in the street person ever. They showed all of them. Oh, yeah. They love showing them off. Just all sluttily and whatnot. Now, I don't know why women always want to put up the pictures of themselves pissing between two parked cars. Oh, they think it's the funniest thing in the world. It's like, I'm a dude now or whatever. I'm pissing in the street. That's fucking really funny. Until your kid's dead, and then you look like a fucking simian fucking weirdo. <laughs> you know, now, I think it's kind of cheating to use the fucking jailhouse calls, but they did that to Hulk Hogan's kid, too. Oh, yeah, as soon as those came out, bam, they, as soon as they got their hands on it. And it made you there. hate the whole Hogan family. They were, like, yeah. blaming the passenger. Like, he's really brought a lot of bad shit down on himself over the years. And then they were like, as soon as you get out, man, we're going to have another reality show. The camera's going to be there. Just don't worry. Just make it happen, Dad, all right? <laughs> Good, but I want to produce this one. <laughs> Hulkster was lucky to cut himself in. What a fucking producing credit this time. Bullshit. It makes you fucking hate. Um, there she is. She's up there. We got CNN on. We don't have the HLN. Second day of jury deliberations. I know Ann thinks she's 100% intru- uh, innocent. I haven't followed any of this case until the closing rebuttal. And I was ready to light a fucking torch and go down there. <laughs> I was ready to join those fucking Florida Hayseed people out front. It was just people out front with signs. Just They're like fucking fruit pickers and fucking immigrants. and They just want her dead. Oh, yeah. They fucking hate her so much. It's want a fucking lynching. By the way, uh, Pat from Monaki destroyed the Chinese, every single one of them. If he was in fucking China, he'd be a god right now. Oh my god, just towering over them. Making them look like shit. Jason, South Dakota. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Pepper? Hey. Um, hey, I, uh, I want to thank you for uh, telling me about that documentary, Hot Coffee. It was uh, very enlightening, also very infuriating. 
Well, you know, to be fair, I mean, it, it honestly was told from one angle, but it's an angle that you don't normally get from the uh, American media, the large corporations who control the American media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, and that's kind of the, the problem, I think, is, uh, you know, they were using the media to kind of make all these lawsuits look frivolous. Yeah. Um, but you look at that lady that got burned by the coffee. You look at those burns, you find out they had, what, 700 other cases? Right. Somebody actually wrote to me going, 700 isn't that much when you consider how many people, you know, drink coffee. It burnt down to her bone. Yeah. I mean, it was oh, fucking it was crazy. Degrees. They kept it at 180 degrees. Yeah. Uh, you know? There's some really great documentaries uh, going on right now. There's one that I saw. We'll be doing the interview very soon. I don't know how they found this old stuff, but the these guys back in the 1970s at Columbia University tried to. They came up with this experiment. What if uh, we raise a monkey like a baby? <laughs> and they just get. I'm not supposed to call it a monkey. Forget what the fucking chimpanzee, whatever. I call everything a monkey. Yeah, that makes sense. Including a lot of C Central Americans, which I shouldn't. Oh. But I, I, I'll take anything that's simian and I throw it in a monkey. If nice I get a monkey lawsuit, then I'll fucking stop. Nice umbrella term. I think it works. And of course, I'm apologizing to my friends from Central America. I'm just fucking destroyed about how you were beating us up in soccer. But uh, this fucking move, this documentary is so crazy. The 70s, we are so lucky that we didn't just drive this country into the fucking ocean. We were so high and stupid then. Oh, it sounds great, man. This is the best fucking shit ever. <laughs> you see a monkey smoking pot in this fucking movie. That's amazing. With a deadhead guy. Good, for science. Uh, also, some uh, so another documentary was really, really old Ken Kesey stuff. There's amazing shit that's out there right it's now authentic, in documentary. Authentic footage is from right back in Yeah, the it's the real that's stuff, crazy. and it completely changed the way I thought about the book. The book that I loved when I was a kid, uh, The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. It makes me look at Kesey completely different. Uh, I think we're going to have those people come in. But great documentary stuff out there. Because you're not going to get anything from the news anymore. No. Uh, it's let's just go. Yeah, nah, what are you going to do? Brad, Brad, you're on the manifest show. Yeah, Ronnie, you say Brad? I did say Brad. Hey, we've got a personal Ichiban for you. Personal? After 28 years of living in uh, Kansas, I uh, moved to the lovely town of New York City yesterday. So just wanted to say hi, and uh, I look forward to uh, maybe seeing you guys in Unmasked or something well, one of these days. That would be great. Um, you got, you got any uh, words of wisdom for me moving to New York? Where are you living in New York? Park Slope. You're in the right place. You're in the right I fucking so. place. What kind of work you do, dude? I uh, IT for uh, New York Methodist. Oh, Methodist, very fine. Well, you're gonna yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. I think you're gonna enjoy the city very much. Make sure you introduce yourself when you come over for an unmasked, okay? Absolutely, my man. Uh, Pepper, love you too. Talk to you later, guys. Peace. Thanks, bro. Uh, what do you know about this, L Loretta Watkins? Oh, she's a fine lady. I'm not sure of her profession. She's just Loretta Watkins. She's wearing a 1970s prom dress. Yeah. 
And it is a very long dress that looks like one of Fez's shirts. In dress form. (laughs) Nice print. You know, I do very well in the background behind you. I don't know what happens there, but I do very, very well. Well, do you know anything about her personality, why she's here? She's somewhat demure. And then, you know, she heard that, you know, we've been having a rotating cast of people coming in. And then she said, oh, maybe I'll help out the Ron and Fez show. I'll come in. I'm Loretta Watkins. Are you doing an impression of her right now? Oh, no, no. That's not my impression of her. Okay. So all she's bringing to the table is that she's demure. That's, that's what I was, that's what I've heard. Yeah. About. So that's it. Hey, that's my act. I'm demure. Yeah. I'm excited. I love the nightlife. Um, Bob, Jersey, you're on my face. Hey, Ryan, just wanted to share a little bit of my pain. I'm, I'm over in Upper Darby, up on a roof, on a school. I'm putting uh, a roof on. My heat sensor is showing 168 degrees right now. You know, burning my shit off. There is no hotter job in America than being a roofer. Uh, you're up closer to the sun, <laughs> and then you're surrounded by hot fucking tar. Fuck that, man. That's just ridiculous. Doesn't the tar burn you, too? Yeah, tar burns like fucking McDonald's coffee. <laughs> when oh, it's fucking hot. Yes. It is like having lava next to you. You're on the roof. You've already had to fucking carry shingles up there. You can't get... There's no hotter job Can I just get some than being a roofer. Do this? Maybe, now that I think about it, maybe a baker. Maybe a baker and a roofer are the two worst things to be doing in the summer. That seems pretty disgusting. Any sort of cooking, like Chinese food, like just see little Chinese food restaurants. Whenever you go in there, it's just a fucking sweaty pit of death. I would, if I owned a Chinese restaurant, I would put a fucking sign up to say "Come back in the fall," and then you'll get your stupid fucking Chinese food. Right now, I'm too fucking hot. Fuck! I want an egg roll. I'm a roofer. You don't even know what fucking heat is. Being a roofer in the summer, these are the only people who know what it feels like to live in hell. It's the hottest position that you can work. It's a nightmare. And you're on the roof. There's no shade on a roof. So you're in the full sun's rays. You get the fucking boiling of fucking hot tar oh man fuck it you know, like you ever like a roofer you're like hey would you like a glass of iced tea yeah motherfucker i want a glass of iced tea i'm so hot i'm dying why don't you offer sooner the, there's just like no fucking sipping for a roofer they're just a constant swig they're supposed to drink over four gallons of water an hour oh my god which is i think four and a half liters yeah, I pray for an overcast day. Uh, Scott, New York, you're on a fez. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hey, I've got a uh, hotter job than uh, the roofers, unfortunately. What's that? The, uh, I repair air conditioners on the cranes that move steel around in a steel plant where they melt the steel. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, this Now you're talking about a perfect storm of fucking craziness. So you're you're in there with that molten fucking steel that is just red hot you're in there in the summer yeah the uh the operators that drive the gantry cranes are about 50 foot over the steel 
and they have to move them from pit to pit as they cure. And uh, <clears throat> when the air conditioners go down, then they call me, and I got to climb up there. And they run about 170 in the air temperature, and uh, you have to wear long sleeves and gloves and hard hats. And uh, I've actually melted a hard hat by leaving it up there one time. You actually have to be careful not to pass out with the heat so bad. Yeah, I have to work in 20-minute increments. I'll sweat through my steel-toe leather boots. All right, you might have the job that's hotter than a roofer. I did not think there was a hotter summer job than a roofer. But repairing the air conditioner on a crane in a steel plant <laughs> where his hard hat melts? If your equipment's melting onto your body, maybe. Travis, you're on the Run and Face show. I got all these little pussies, Dean. I used to be an on-site welder who used to fix racks outside in a blacktop parking lot in the middle of June and July down in, like, South Carolina. You have to wear, you know, leather all over your body, a welding shield. There's no place for shade. Yeah, these guys don't know shit about hot heat. Now, Travis, how long can you possibly work at that before you got to pull back, rehydrate, and fucking cool your body down? Well, we'd work, do 10 or 12 racks, get a drink, they'd bring some more, do 10 or 12, and just keep going to do 10 hours a day. It just seems like it's like a recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah, it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> All right, so on-site welder. Now, the problem with that, Hicks, you got to protect the skin. Yeah, so, you so you're not going to be out there in a pair of cutoffs <laughs> the way you fucking dream of it. That's what I've always wanted. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I thought I knew something about the fucking world of heat. I thought roofer, slam dunk, hottest job. People are saying, I can't Ronnie B. Joe, you're on run of fez Ron, you sound like a million bucks, man. Thank you, my friend. I'm up here in North Dakota chasing the oil field up here, and the hottest job I ever seen on earth was being an engine man on a drilling rig. Now, what what it makes it so hot? What exactly is happening to the engine man on a drilling rig? You got three triple diesel engines running anywhere from 190 to 220 degrees, and, a, and they got a roof over top of them to keep all the heat in. And right. when it's 102 up here, it's about 200 in that drill house. So you go into the drill house, there's a roof on top of it, then you're just surrounded by these giant engines that are all around you, and you're in the middle of this heat, noise, uncomfortability. Yes, sir. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it is. It what, is a horrible nightmare. What kind of money goes into that kind of job? What can they expect to make? Big money. I'm, we're hearing stories of them making 30 bucks an hour on the rigs right now. All right, so they can make themselves 30 bucks an hour, but it's every hour must feel like it's 10 hours. It's torture. Yeah. Yeah, it is torture, man. All right, thank you, my friend. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. You know, I don't know if you gave me 30 bucks if I could stand in there for an hour, let alone then have work to do. <laughs> if someone just said, look, go in here, I'm going to give you 30 bucks, I'll be back in an hour and lock this door. I'd be like, fuck you, dude. It's too hot. It's too loud. No, thanks. Um, here's uh, Doug. Doug, you're on a fez. Hey, boys, how you doing? Good. I got the hottest job in the world. I make swords. I got my big gloves, and I stick the thing in the hot stuff, and then I hit it with the hammer on that pointy thing. All right. Uh, now, where are you calling us from, the 1300s? Uh, Minneapolis kind of the same thing, man. Well, how do you, who, who buys these swords that you're making? 
usually people that go to the Renaissance Festival. So you're making Renaissance swords? Precisely. And what do you get paid per sword? 29 30 bucks sometimes. So you're making really cheap swords, dude. Really cheap swords. And you're banging it out on an anvil? Anvil, yep. That pointy thing. All right, uh, thanks. Now, Doug's work, being a sword maker. <laughs> it's just that we live in a world where people don't appreciate swords as much as they used to. Oh, no, no. That's not really a weapon of choice anymore. People like guns and... You know, at one point in the world... You could be making swords and be considered a dangerous arms dealer. Oh, hell yeah. They're like, you know what? I don't know if there should be a sword in the home. Well, the kids pick it up. The, we get more swords and then they get more swords. And one day we're going to destroy the world. It's a hot day, folks. It's summer in the city. The back of Hicks next is dirty and gritty. But people are saying it could be even worse. And I know this. There's some assholes that are just laying next to the uh, fucking beach right now, just relaxing comfortably. They don't understand what a roofer goes through. They don't understand a guy on an oil rig, they don't care. a welder, a common sword maker in Minnesota. Yeah, really. Think of the blacksmiths. Uh, Tommy, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., how are you? Yeah, good, man. I don't want to call these guys uh, pussies, but I'm a New York City fireman. I actually walk uh, off the rig in 98-degree weather, and then I walk into a room of uh, fire. Do you so, get a uh, lot of fire, not, though, these days, not, dude? I mean, I live in New York. I'm not seeing a lot of big buildings on fire like the old days. There's buildings on fire, places. Where? Queens? The Bronx. Queens of the Bronx. Yeah, there was a big fire a couple months ago. I also, uh, I'm a big-ass card holder, but I lost it years ago. I just wanted to let you know. Tommy, you know what? You guys are, when it comes to being heroes, I only put you behind athletes and actors. Those are the number one heroes. To me, the hero is Kobe Asi, but that's, uh, that's a different story. To me, the real heroes are the actors who portray firemen. And then right after them is the firemen themselves. Well, no. Right after them is other actors. And then firemen. Thank you, my friend. Out. Peace. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's John in New York. Uh, we got into this conversation about hot jobs today because, uh, stupidly, I was just handing it over to the roofers. I did not even think we had a contest. Well, it makes sense. Does it? Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I, why didn't I think sword makers? Because <laughs> we didn't know they existed. You know, the firemen, have, it's very hot. You're in the firehouse. You're cooking a big fucking thing of chili. You're banging chicks one after another. It's fucking difficult. Sure, you got that pole slide down. Do they even do that still? I'd like to think so. I would have a pole even if it was a one-room fucking firehouse. <laughs> uh, John, what do you got? Hey, uh, I'm John. I'm a flight medic in the Army up here, stationed at Fort Drum. Mm-hmm. I help uh, sick and injured soldiers in the, on the battlefield in Iraq and Afghanistan. So you got, uh, you know, 110, 120, 130 degree heat. You got to wear your body armor all day, and then you got to do your job where you're sweating constantly, picking these uh, injured guys up and flying them wherever they need to go. 
Now, do you ever occasionally say, I know you guys are injured, but it's way too hot out there for me? Yeah, Let's wait till tonight? Yeah. I wish we could, but, you know, when somebody is in a bad way, you want to get them out of there. When you're talking about that kind of heat, Iraq heat, uh, how can a person maintain? I mean, how many guys do you have that just are passing out? You know, they, uh, they preach hydration from, from day one when you go into the military, and you just, it's a constant thing, so you're always drinking water, and you know, you know, that's part of your mission set, is you have to make sure you have enough water to do what you gotta do, plus some. And, uh, we also, you know, we fly around, we carry cold water and stuff for the guys, and we pick them up, we'll pick up an injured guy, and we'll kick out a case of cold water for the guys that are still on the ground. Because you can get retarded from the heat, right? I mean, you can get brain damage. Oh, most you, you can you can fall out, and you know, especially being a, a medic like myself. If I fall out, then people are in a bad way, you know. So, yeah, make sure that you're 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 hydrated really well. I remember one time we were playing basketball in Florida, and then people started getting cold. Like instead of being hot, oh, Jesus. people started shivering, and we're like, uh, I don't know what we're fucking doing in this heat, but the game's over. Right. I can't imagine. I can't. Im- and I'm talking about. 25 degrees probably less than what John's talking about. I don't know how they move around in the desert. You know, like any kind of movement must just exhaust you. Yeah, you know, you, you get used to it, as bad as it sounds. You, and, you know, like uh, I go from being up here in northern New York at Fort Drum, where it's like, I don't know, what, 30 degrees below zero in the wintertime, to going to a place like Iraq and Afghanistan where it's 130. And, you know, it's it, you, when you come back, uh, from overseas is when it's the worst because you're fucking freezing. Mm. <laughs> you know, but the time we were over there, first couple months kind of sucks. Then you get used to it, and then you come back. And, uh, you know, my job is not the hottest one in the Army, uh, but, it I mean, it's up there. You still have the infantry guys walking around, and they're out there fighting and everything else. And, uh, you know, they're wearing the same armor I'm wearing. It's 80 pounds worth of crap that you got to carry around. It can get pretty damn hot. Yeah, it's insane. All right, thanks, John. All right, come so on. there you go. Uh, medic... In Iraq, 120 degrees, and he's got to go out. I say he wouldn't even live there. Oh, they just empty that air layer out. Yeah, the last thing I'd want to do if I lived in that kind of heat is start praying. <laughs> I would just be on. I know there's no God. Why would he let this heat happen? Why can't we have grass? Jim in Baltimore, you're a manifest. Hey, Ron. Afternoon. How you doing today? Good. Uh, I just want to let you know, sometimes uh, my office, the AC doesn't kick on in the morning. It gets like 72, 73. It's pretty damn miserable. Jim, I had no idea you were going through something like oh, this. No. First of all, this makes everybody else look like a pussy. I, I, that's what I was saying. With the Army and the firefighter and a, a goddamn sword maker, whatever the hell that's about. I don't even know but, if that's uh, real. Probably yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. All right. Uh, Jim's been through it all sometimes at his work. That cubicle of his will really start to heat up. Oh, God. I mean, there's a computer there. I mean, that's a lot You got equipment. the computer. You got the handheld phone. You know, they don't even have... God's oh, fucking hot. If that air isn't on, oof. Uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Running Fest Show. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Ronnie. I don't think I've uh, been top Jim some tough stuff, but uh, I'm a combat vet Marine, and uh, we were doing a 10-mile hump. And 120 degree weather, getting ready to deploy in Iraq, and uh, I got heat stroke and had a 104 temperature, almost died. But uh, I, you know, God bless Jim. You know, people like that. What did it feel like when the heat stroke was coming on? Actually, uh, I, I had cramps going all throughout my body, my abdomen, and I, I looked like I had cerebral palsy. 
Oh my and, God! Uh, the Navy corpsman uh, was making fun of me in, instead of helping me. But God bless you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Um, the heat stroke thing just sounds fucking scary shit. Yeah, because you don't even know what's going on. You mean you're just no. fucking hot, and then you're fucked. <laughs> then you're all fucking cramped up, and your brain, your brain starts to fucking cramp uh, on yourself. It's like taking, ever have like a water balloon, but then you can twist it, and it feels like you got two water balloons. Hell yeah. And then you keep twisting, and then it all explodes in your hand. That's what happens in the brain. Wait, seriously? Yes, that's what I do here as a kind of a Mr. Science thing. Okay. Look who it is. It's our good friend, Cigars and Scotch. Hey, what's going on? The, uh, the guys I feel the worst for are the ones in the mascot outfits at ball games. Like, not only is it sweltering, it smells, they drop about 20 pounds in fluid of sweat. Look, they can look I tell like you something? Assholes doing it. CNS, there's not one fucking mascot I feel bad for. Philly Fanatic? Yeah, I despise the Philly Fanatic, honestly. And I have since I was a kid. If I want to fuck and watch Sesame Street, I will. I don't understand someone deflecting away from the ball game as they do the same fucking dance now for like. I don't know, 40 years? It's fucking retarded. I'd much rather make a sword. You look cool doing it. <sighs> you know, and people are going, well, what about the Red Philly Fanatic? No, I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, Cigars and Scotch, why don't you plug your podcast? Oh, uh, actually, tonight, the special Cigars and Scotch birthday edition of uh, the Unlearned Show, unlearned.tv, 7 p.m., replays all week. What's going to be all about you and your birthday and your opening presents? Nah, nah, we're going to have a... Uh, Joe Conti on comedian uh, Kenny Michaels myself Rich Woods should be a good show try to get a uh, if you can a phoner with Pat from Monaki who's just uh, thrilled us all over the weekend doing a great job destroyed China and from what I understand Pat said to them fuck the Great Wall of China I can be seen from space and then he high-fived himself fuck yeah good show those assholes they got the shit boot out of them yeah, of course they did. <laughs> Look what they did to Tibet. Now we're supposed to care that they're fucking eating hot dogs? The fried chicken. Well, don't I have egg on my face this morning? I thought I knew what the hottest no, job in the world was. No. I thought it was a roofer. That was a that was good, though. It's super hot. You know, I, I do enjoy the fact that you're always there for me. Uh, later on today, we're going to be talking to uh, G-Baby about something in Grantland. Um, where the guy tried to put together what it, who's really movie stars and who isn't. Bill Simmons' new website, grantland.com. He's got a lot of great writers on there. And he's caused quite the brouhaha again over the interwebs. See what I did there, Hicks? Like other people, I act like I make fun of the name Internet. Yeah, in our web. Is that what it's called? And now you're in our web? Into our web. And then maybe you might spell the like T-E-H. I don't. No, that's how you're supposed to do it, though. Like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, I like it. Though. <laughs> I know someone who writes that like that, but they say they they just have a problem with it. They don't. They're not trying to be fucking internet hip. Oh no, that's an internet meme, as they say. Um, David, you're running fez. Yeah, run. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a truck driver, and I sit in the air conditioner all the time. But, I, you know, you run up and down the roads. You always see them guys out there when they're paving the roads. Them slinging that asphalt. Damn. I mean, it, it don't rank up there with Jim or nothing, but shit. 
No, you know, those asphalt uh, guys, every once in a while, one of them gets so hot, he just fucking falls in front of the roller. It happens. People never fucking pay attention to work injuries anymore. It used to be a big thing when we were a manufacturing country. Well, I, I hung out with some dude that was a private investigator over the weekend, and he says that's all he does is check out fucking workers' comp claims and just try to bust people in really terrible neighborhoods all the time. Why really terrible? Oh, to see them like yeah. fucking, you know... Put in boxes or whatever right. without a fucking brace. I feel like an asshole with that job. <laughs> He's got carjacked a couple times when he told me. Is Michael, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes, sir. U.S. Border Patrol agent. It's 110 degrees down here in Arizona. It's hot as hell. So all day long, you're just cruising back and forth, chasing Mexicans home. Well, you're not cruising. You're, uh, you're mostly walking if you're getting stuff done. So uh, if you're sitting in your AC, then you're not really getting much done. Well, what are you, where are you walking? Just right along the border? Uh, yeah, we're on the border, you know, a couple miles uh, north, you know, uh, here and there. But uh, you got to get out of your vehicle, and uh, you got to walk around. And uh, you're uh, usually a mile from the nearest road, an hour from a pickup. So you can only, uh, only, only go as far as, as much water as you can carry. All right, I appreciate it. Listen to the manly men who fucking listen to this show. It's hot out. This would really embarrass me today if I was a guy who cried a lot on the air. I would say, when I listen to what the people who listen to this show do. Guys really banging it out out there. Fucking they are. Blacksmiths and oil rig workers. Jesus. Blacksmith. I work as a blacksmith. Got to shoot any horses later, buddy? I can't believe that really with the, the showing horses that we haven't come up with a whole better way of doing it or something else besides just man, big fucking metal shoes for them. They nail them into their fucking feet or whatever. And how was nature not enough for the horse? I don't know. I guess they were just used to going on grass or whatever, but we needed them on, I don't know, cobblestone? I don't know. Cobblestone. Well, horses, right? They drag Where do you around. live? In old Philadelphia? <laughs> It's always weird to run across the street in New York where it still has Look, that there's a picture shit. of Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh, no, that's a monkey. You don't think she looks somewhat simian? Her face is fucking, is a weird angle on it. If she gets, if she's innocent, I'm going to pay her money to eat fuck a whole thing of bananas in front of me. <laughs> I think she'd take it. And then I'll give her extra money if she shits in her hands and throws it at me. Get drunk enough, I guess. Boy, remember when you were a kid, if you saw any of the animals, like you're fucking going there for your class trip, any animal shitting just made everybody so fucking happy? Oh, hell yeah. Probably still if I saw like a bear shitting, I'd still chuckle. <laughs> what if you saw a bear shit in the subway? Would that be the biggest fucking day of oh your life? Oh my God. I was like, Ron, guess what happened? There's a bear in the fucking subway. Wait till we're on the air, Hicks. Don't fucking tell me here in the hallway. <laughs> Dan in Florida, you're on Fez. Dan. Ronnie. Yeah. How's it going? Hey, uh, yeah, military man doing some combat exercises on the hot-ass Florida sun out in the desert. Wearing a goddamn chem suit that weighs about 40 pounds. Made of rubber, made of charcoal. Rubber fucking boots, rubber goddamn gloves. They tape them shits up so you can't sweat it out. Gas mask. It's, it's fucking awful. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, anything you do to protect yourself out there just makes you hotter. It's 
fucking stuck in a hurt locker or whatever. I got to get back to work on smoke pants. Oh, God, that would make so many people's lives so much better. Nice and light. So light. So light that your balls can still swing. Smoke okay. pants. Yeah, protective. Rob, you're on my fez. Ronnie B., what's up, buddy? Yeah. I was in Vegas a couple of years back, and I went outside to smoke a cigarette. A bunch of guys up on the roof across the way just uh, hammering away. I went inside, swear to God, took an egg, cracked it on the on the pavement, and it actually started to cook. And I'm t- it was 113, I think, that day. Rob? But just boiling in the sun. Don't eat that egg, because that's fucking, <laughs> seriously, that's fucking dirty. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, Graham, you're on the fence. Hello? Yeah. I just wanted to put my two cents in for this occupational pissing match we got going on. Good. I'm glad to hear I'm it. Up in, yeah, I'm up in the Canadian oil field, and we do work in hot temperatures, but uh, also we work in some of the coldest. I think it was minus 52 was the coldest I worked last winter, and it uh, gets worse than that the further up north you go. Minus 52 degrees, or are you going Celsius? Celsius. Well, yeah, that doesn't count. Celsius doesn't count for anything. It's not even real. Fuck no. It's not even real measurement. Horse shit. <laughs> Patrick is the only way to go. You're a Canadian yeah, we liar. Tried. We tried at one point. It fucking confused us. You yeah, fuck that 10 base bullshit. Fucking millimeter. What the fuck <laughs> is that? It's the width of a thumbnail, apparently. Yeah, the funny, the funniest thing is, it can be explained in seconds, and yet ours can't. We use some old English system here that the English got rid of. <laughs> What's stuck There's over no here? There's no rhyme or reason. It's the it's, it's the length of an arm. It's the length of I don't know weird things. It's insane. And then the reason why we fucked up here when we were going to move over to metric is that we just kept wanting to figure it out rather than just going. This is what it is. You know, we were always doing conversions. Well, what would that equal? Who gives a shit? You don't see the Canadians going, yeah, but how many feet is that? <laughs> they don't care how uh, many we still do that. feet is. Oh, you do? Crazy oh. fucks. All right, Graham. Well, you took it in a whole different direction. You went for a cold. Hey, what kind of money you make doing a job like that? Uh, six figures, easy. All right, so you say to yourself, this is god-awful, but at least I know I'm making some decent cash. You know what? I love it, though. You do love it? I'm not going to lie. I love it. What is it that you love about it? It's different everywhere I go. It's uh, it's never boring. It's the challenge, and uh, it can be fun. You work with some great guys. See, this is the thing. Every day I have is a shit day, and the guys that I work with are fucking garbage heads. (laughs) I wouldn't say my head's full of garbage. I'm going to fucking lay down tonight and dream of being Graham. Or dream of doing a Graham. You shouldn't do that. If I fucking did a gram, you know what I'd say? We better get some more, because this ain't fucking shit. Why do you only get a gram in the first place? I know. (laughs) You better be on your way to get fucking coke. (laughs) If you just have a gram. Um, David, you're on the run of the show. David. Yeah, hey. Uh, hottest job, a shipyard welder. They get down in those steel vessel tanks, and uh, it's already 100 degrees in Louisiana. Um, it's probably up about 130 before they even strike an arc. They get to welding. It gets up uh, around 200 degrees for those guys. 200 degrees, and you're just covered in clothing. You know, it's not like you can strip down. 
Right, exactly. Uh, and then every day, you know, you're going to come home from that job and have the wife bring something up to you like, I wonder where, I think we should go over my sister's tonight. Do you, do you realize I was just fucking welding in 200 degrees heat for 10 hours? I fucking understand that? I don't want to fucking go over your sister's fucking house and see her ugly fucking kids. I don't want to talk to her. Jesus you don't Christ. understand something. When I'm not welding, I want to be drunk. Don't you get that? It's all I have. Drunk and welding. <laughs> That's all I want my life to be. <laughs> just two. Two states of being. That's it. That's all I fucking need. I don't want family and fucking <laughs> obligations, hobbies. I don't want you to fucking start asking me what do I feel like for fucking food tonight. I'll tell you what I feel like for fucking food tonight. Bourbon. That's what I want to do. Get me a fucking bourbon and a fork and knife. That's all I need. People don't fucking realize it. I can't imagine. If I'm fucking welding there, I'd just be like... One well, last thing I'm going to do is go to an AA meeting. Fuck that. Try and make that money. Here's Arv in Ohio. You're on Manifest. Hey, yeah. I smith out aircraft parts on a hammer. 2,350 degrees. It's uh, kind of like blacksmithing. So we're not just making swords and armor and crazy crap like that anymore. Good. Way to run down that guy in fucking Minnesota. Make him look like an asshole. Yeah, exactly. He's an asshole. Anyone from up there in that Fargo area? Wow, uh, you just we're just rough on him, huh? Yeah, the guy makes yeah, swords yeah. for people at Renaissance festivals. Well, I could probably do that too, but man, that sword is not carrying as much heat as a twenty-three fifty, you know, one hundred and fifty, two hundred pound piece that you got to sit there and draw out on a hammer. Now, do you enjoy your your work, though? Honest to God, Ron, yeah. I love it. They <laughs> can't pay me enough, but you know what? I still I go to work. I love making stuff. You know, the bigger the better. It's, you know, just more fun. And uh, I'm actually a hobby blacksmith as well, so I found out I could actually do something industrial that resembles my hobby. And I like it. And once you're done with that heat, I mean, you step outside and it's 100 degrees, it still feels cool. So the rest of your day is great. Oh, yeah. That's the great thing yeah. about it. I'm an asshole of a boss, but, yeah. you know, everybody does, I think. I got the worst fucking boss I've ever even seen before. And th then he's got an asshole boss. So it's fucking amazing. It's am Assholes must be fucking filled with helium, the way they float up <laughs> in the corporate environment. It's a chain of assholes. Rob Cross is like this down the hall. I thought we were buddies. We text during soccer games. Not you, Rob. Somebody else. Yeah. Hob. Hobcross, not you. <laughs> You're fucking great. Who's Hob? You give me CDs. Hot off the presses. I like when fucking people enjoy their work, though. To me, it's the greatest fucking thing. Oh, hell yeah. I don't want to go through my life for Hicks, like Hicks or Fez, where I hate my fucking job. <laughs> I like lo liking my job. But see, the problem with me is the same exact thing I do when I'm not working is what I do when I'm work. Like, this is exactly what I sound like in a diner. It's the exact same job. <laughs> uh, Dave, you're on my face. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, I have a different type of hot job and uh, worked uh, about four or five years in the Montreal district of the local French lady strip clubs. Different type of hot altogether, let me tell you. I will say this. Canadian peelers are the finest uh, I've ever seen, and I don't know why. There are some really beautiful Canadian girls, and they love to dance. And then they come down here in the States, and they fucking dominate. Good for them. Never been to Canada. You would love it. It's like Michigan. Oh, cool. You know how much you love Michigan. Can't get enough of it, man. Yeah, Canadian girls are fucking beautiful. No, the guys are just drunks and fucking don't know what they're doing one day to the next. They have like giant beards, right? Yeah, they all live to be 30 at tops. (laughs) Gee, you're a manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Chris. How you guys doing? Yeah. Hey. Everything good? Well, I'm going to tell you, you just haven't brought up no girls. And I had a summer job one time where I worked at a tanning salon here on Long Island. I had to wipe them beds down and then go back outside, and the smoothie machine broke. It was hell on earth, let me tell you. You know what? You, You can start right now in the worst accent in the United States. Really? Why? Like I said, I really have worked so hard to completely lose my Long Island accent. I have worked with a speech therapist and everything. Now, was the speech therapist also from Long Island? And deaf, yes. Now, this is the weird thing. How come ONA don't talk like that? They're from Long Island. They don't have this. I, bizarre. I, I don't really talk like that, but Ronnie. You know, no, I, you do. You talk, oh, you're right. You I'm talk sorry. exactly it's, like uh, that. Right, and, and baby, ben, uh, baby Bennington's going to speak just like this, too. Oh, not please. And, uh, you know, the baby Bennington thing is just not going to catch on, honey. Thanks. Honey, he's 18 pounds. Oh, Jesus, please. I can't sit around and hear about someone's cat. Cats are huge on the interweb. Someone today was telling me that their cat was lactose intolerant, and while they were saying it, I was just pulling a fucking knife out of my boot, going like this. Knife club, give me strength. Did it? Kathleen from the Bronx is trying to start a renegade knife club oh, on her own. I say, go do it. You're out of ours. Splinter group? There's a splinter fucking salad fucking knife club? They don't have a knife as big as our knife. Good. There. Don't fuck around. Plus, I'm looking at having a big knife made by a guy in Minnesota. Very cheap. I mean, if a sword's $29, we can get a big knife for next to nothing. Yeah, really. Hope it's good work. Martin Mull's on talking about the Casey Anthony trial right now. He's on TV. I don't know what he's got to do with it. The fate of the Florida mom. Hicks, I want you to do a radio psychic. Okay. Radio psychic. Radio psychic. Radio psychic. What's going to happen to her? She does life. They fucking convict her ass. I'm going death by drowning. Well, that's, even, that's even on the table? Uh, very, you know, uh, Florida's got no problem giving out a death sentence. Now, do you do it to a young woman? Makes it fucking harder. Yeah, them in Texas fucking love just putting people down. One and two. Texas is first. Yeah. They love it. I forget who else another state does pretty well for themselves. But it's so slowed down to where it, from it used to be. 
Oh, yeah, well, I think the average thing is like 12 years or something once they get hit with the death penalty. Yeah. Even some guy, I think some guy in Connecticut was wanting, like, I don't want appeals. I just want to be put to death. And it took a couple of years to fucking do it. It's fucking just nuts. No appeals. <laughs> just please. Just, I got the death penalty. Let's do this. I'll tell you, when you see where those people are kept, I might take the death penalty over being stuck in a storage locker for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Plus, just the fact that you, you constantly are just shitting in the open. You know, you really can't build a door in front of that fucking shit house of yours. Some, you got to keep it right next to my bed. Some fucking toilet, no lid. Jesus. Yeah, what is the problem with having a lid? I guess they could use it as a weapon or something, but I, I don't see them doing that. Well, you could put it down to keep the odor from fucking rolling in next to your little cot. God, it smells like shit in here again. I used to do it when I did morning radio in Florida. I would always uh, get a lot of death row mail, not even email. It was old-fashioned mail sent um, because those guys listen to a lot of radio. Luckily, they don't have satellite radio, so they don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> but some of them were rather famous serial killers. Nice. And there was something that they all did. First of all, uh, you never got a short note from them. Just rambling along notes. Well, on their mind. Writing on both sides. They all wrote long letters. Two, and this will let you know this, that you might have the tendencies of a serial killer. They would also draw in the letter. There would be just drawings. Yeah. And they never would just use one pen. There would always either be different color pens as the letter went along. What the fuck? Uh... Or even separate quotes at different parts that was supposed to be heavy. They were always fucking ridiculous. And and this is 100%. I'm not even fucking making this up. 100% of the time, they ended the letter with, can you play more Ozzy? They would always ask for more Ozzy. Wow. That's a weird link between all of them. And I'm not making this up. But I always thought it was strange that they would draw, you know, and it was never like a nice drawing. It was some fucking devil head Jesus. or, you know, and they would always be complimentary. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I worked in, in rock radio. Um, so they would just be like, this is you fucking guys so much better than the old show. You know, <laughs> they would always fucking know way a lot about radio. That's great. And... You know, really fuck, tell that one put. you know, there would always be some intern or producer that they would say, if I ever get out of here, I'll take care of him for you. <laughs> you know, it was always supposed to be funny, tongue in cheek. Yeah. Drawings, and then could you play more Ozzy? Damn. Also, Virginia and Oklahoma are the two big death penalty states. I'm surprised about Virginia. I didn't know Virginia ran that big. And they have 15 guys on death row right now. And they've done 108 executions. Second, actually. I'll say this, too. The Virginia cops, not what I would consider nice people. The ones that I met. Serious people. Yeah. Borderline Nazis. Oh. Wonder what's keeping them from jumping that line. <laughs> Just the fucking Yankees. <laughs> that's the only thing. Hold the fucking... That's the only lid on that pot. Every once in a while, the feds have to drive through there. Hey, hey, hey. You remember our deal? Keep it together, people. What time are we supposed to hear from G-Baby today? One. 
Um, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit with Mark Zito and his latest of... Uh, I don't know why he lets surveys drive him crazy, and I don't, I don't know why he lets um, any kind of work that comes out of some place telling you that men don't have it together. He worries about the nice guys. Oh, he certainly does. Well, then we'll talk to him a little bit when we get back. Who's our interns today? Speggy Frank, an intern with no name. I need intern with no name on fucking deck, too. I want to talk okay. to him. How's Spank getting along? Spank's rocking and rolling. I thought Spank and I would even be closer. I think it's coming along. I think it is. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought he'd be like, hey, how do I get more involved? Well, I don't want to be a fucking pips. He sent me a moral conundrum that was on his mind earlier today. Maybe I'll talk to him about that. Is it a good one? Yeah, I like it. You like it. Which means you read half of it and passed it along. All right. Break. Full reading. Back. After the jump. Run a fess. Run. I won't fear no evil. No le tendré miedo al peligro. Because I'm walking with Jesus. Porque camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. Camino con Jesús. I walk with Jesus. I walk with Jesus. Ron Fez Show, Tuesday the 5th. Uh, Hicks, we are going to have somebody in from that monkey documentary. What's the name of that documentary again? Project Nim. Uh, who are we getting, the director? It's the director will be coming in, yes. This is a fucking crazy documentary. And I'm hearing uh, from a lot of people about different docs that they're getting into. And the weirdest thing is, as bad as it's been for summer films, uh, the documentary stuff has been great this year. I just saw a Bobby Fischer doc from HBO. That was it's great, great, right? Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. It's some of the best things. Some of these docs, like you're like, oh, it's okay if you catch them on TV. Some of them you definitely want to see in a movie theater, though. And I was happy to see that the Conan doc was pretty packed out, although it was a, a rainy Sunday when I was down to Landmark Theater. And the Landmark Theater has caramel corn that's out of this world. I should check it out. I'm going to go to even a bad movie that I don't want to see. Just <laughs> sit there with a bag of caramel corn. Because you can't do that as an adult these days, you know? <laughs> an adult just can't walk in, give me a bag of caramel corn, and I'm going to sit and eat it. In the lot. <laughs> All right, send me my crack interns. You've said before, Hicks, you believe that this are, these are the best interns that you've ever had in your career, and you picked them yourself. That's right. These were pepper picks. Wow. I didn't know... <laughs> This week's pepper picks are coming into the place. You got your Frank, Frankie Spanks, Spanky Franks, and your intern no names. Well, before, we, let's go to intern no name. Why don't we play his hit song, which really we should play even a few more times coming back and forth. You guys forget that. And no name, you need to push. When you got a hit song like this, you need to push it out there and say to those guys, hey, why don't we play it coming back from a break? But here it is. Let's give it a listen.
funny when someone has a hit song and you just see them cringing at the end of their own song yeah. now this is the thing about no name uh he is one of pepper's picks this week pepper <laughs> you can always see that on pitchfork.com for pepper's picks this week uh he's uh picked this song pat pap's blue ribbon and then also pepper's girlfriend all three. And she stayed on, like, Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, she is always part of Pepper's Picks. Oh, she's number one pick. <laughs> when are you doing Pepper's Picks again? We can hit it up tomorrow. It's Pepper Picks. Oh, good. Pepper Picks tomorrow. Um, hit song for you. You need to get it played more. You yeah. got to remember that. And by the way, did you see the new Louis C.K. episode, Blueberries, as a standalone fruit, played a gigantic part in it? Really? Yeah. Uh, did you see it, Hicks? Oh, yeah. Loved it. Fucking hysterical. There's th two things that were out of Fez's life. One, a crazy fucking <laughs> lunatic street person running at him. Yeah. Uh, two, blueberries. And then somehow he turned them both into comedy rather than tragedy. As soon as he said the word blueberries, I lost it. I, I just fucking just like lost my shit. It was fucking great. Well, the scene that... Um, where the homeless guy attacks him was the scene that he had on his laptop that oh. he was showing Ricky Gervais when I was sitting in here on the O and A show that day. He said it was, uh... That turned out to be the worst thing that ever happened to Jay Moore. I'm sorry, hanging out with those guys and the fact that they don't laugh at every joke that you have doesn't make this the worst job in the world. JJ, as much as I endure you, you need constant approval. And I do give you my approval. You don't need it from Ricky Gervais, Jay Moore. I already love you. You don't need to hear it from anyone else. Uh, you need a new hit song, though. Yeah, working on it. What are you working on right now? 
Work on a Radio Shark song. Do you need assignments? Should we constantly be coming up with stuff? Should we say to you, hey, where's Casey Anthony? But d- have it done as if Michael Anthony from Van Halen was singing it. Do you need our help? Because this internship is going to go faster than you think. And you want to use this national platform to get as much stuff out there. You're a great fucking kid. No, no, I got I got a list. Uh, uh, I have the Radio Shark song coming, and then uh, Jennifer Hutt needs an intro for the show. Oh, that's good. When are we going to hear both? I'm going to start and fucking give this you week. deadlines. Yeah, this week. Give me, what's your last day this week? And then I have a single, uh, an original song. When's that? It's going to be done this week. Uh, good. So you're going to have almost <laughs> an EP done this week. Yeah, really. So you're I'm gonna, biting I'm off gonna more than you can... I'm going to come out with an album. All right. More than you can chill. All right, well, good. I want you to get on that. Uh, Spank, you had a moral conundrum today. Your thing seems to be uh, smaller, but more concise. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. 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 Okay, so basically... Is this this real, by the way, or are you just making it up in your pod talk? No, 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 this is real. fucking lie to us. I would never... Um, A (laughs) friend... Don't you fucking lie to us. You know, we've killed liars. God, I'm going to put the fucking big knife on the table just so you tell your story in case I'm going to use it on you. All right. Uh, basically, a friend of mine um, showed up to work uh, real late and didn't bother to call the manager oh, and, got, no and, got into, and, got, and got into trouble uh, with the manager. And the manager also smelled alcohol on my friend, but my friend wasn't drunk at all. So how do you smell alcohol then? Just had a couple drinks? Well, I guess he went out the night before, and I guess he still smelled like beer or whatever okay. the next day, which I'm told it happens from time to time. I wouldn't know. Um, and then... Was it on his breath or coming through the pores of his skin? I guess it was like on the clothes and, you know, what he was wearing. Slept in his own drunk piss. All right. So what kind of job is this that you do in your real life? Um, I don't necessarily want to say, but I'll just say that... What type of job? It Basically, you have to take care of certain people, of... Uh, I'll, I'll say the mentally disabled. Okay. But I don't want to say the names because, you know. You're sensitive. a retard wrangler. It's fucking great work to have. <laughs> Something like that. All right, so they're saying you can't be drunk around the fucking waterheads. Well, basically, well, that's part of it. And then right. also, we also have to drive vans, take them to places, so you can't be drunk on the job. Dr- uh, uh, what the fuck was that thing? Dr- the Dream Squad? What was that fucking movie? Dream Something? Where they took all the retards to the fucking Yankees game? I can't think of what that anyway, was. Anyway, so that's your job. But it, you're, yeah, that's you're fucking loading job. them up in vans. I'm loading them up, take them to wherever they need to go. Uh, dream team. Dream team. So basically, my friend got sent home for the day, and then when he tried to text the manager to find out you know, why, you know, because he didn't know particularly the reason why he got sent home, um, he never heard back from the manager. So a couple days later, he got called in by HR, and they said, we're firing you on the grounds of you've been... You've been late one too many times, and you've been sending harassing texts to the manager. Um, and when my friend tried to uh, ask if they can defend themselves, the, the company said no. So basically, my moral conundrum is, and I, now this is the company I work for now, mm-hmm. and so I, I I'll pose the question that, you know, would it be better to stay with the company, you know, that sort of is just like this horrible company that really doesn't give their employees a lot of care, you know, help them out, or to quit the job and sort of stand up for my friend. Well, you're not really hurting the company by quitting the job. The way you can really hurt the company is you're the man inside. You take the speds out, 
You piss on their lap, she come back and go, well, all six of them piss themselves. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's a good you know idea. I mean? You just make everything a little worse. Then you take a look around. What can I steal? What can I take? How can I eventually get fired from this fucking place? There's no, you really don't hurt a company by walking away from it. Not in this job market. That's true. But, you know, sell the battery out of the fucking van. You know, start and try to make a little extra money for yourself. Yeah, they got any valuables? Now, was this just your friend at work, or were you friends before you got this job? Uh, he actually got me the job. To the job. What kind of, how's he feel now? Um, well, he, you know, he, he was, you know, he was upset for like the day of, because um, he got real close with the people that we work with. Sure. Um, but. The retards? Yes. He missed them? Oh. You do, actually. I mean, you get close to these people. You know. I guess, is it like working in a zoo? Like where you start to think of well, the animals as yours? Well, yeah, obviously. That's how <laughs> it works most of the time. Um, but, uh, no, um, he's already put in applications out to other jobs front in the area because they're all over the same place. Kind of, yeah, same, same kind of work. Doing all and those people are going to look and sound exactly the same, so he's going to get that back. Exactly. Same, same type of people. Was it easy to get that kind of jobs or hard? Um, it. I mean, think. I think it's actually pretty easy to get the jobs because I don't think a lot of people want to do that sort you of. You ever work. go through their pockets for see if they got any candy money? Uh, they go like this, come back. He ate a lot of Reese's cups. Well, you have to be careful. Some of them that they come klepto sometimes, and they go if they go to other places. Be careful, why don't you fucking train them? You train them to be like that. <laughs> yeah, really. You fucking faking that shit up. No, no, ever start to get them to steal fucking handkerchiefs. Nice silk handkerchiefs for you. Yeah, then we got to get them to write an apology letter, and it's just it's just a big pain. Don't what are they? And what crayon? Don't worry about it. How old are some of these people? They're not not like kids, right? No, uh, I think the youngest I think is like twenty one, but they range you know all the way up to you know eighties. Is their life just awful? Is it just terrible to be like that? Uh, I don't know. It's your own opinion. I mean, they're. I mean, you got to think of them, they're just like really big kids. You know, some of them. Yeah, I hate kids too. I didn't even think of that. They can make it to 80? Yeah, they can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's why it's always scary for the parents. They're like, you know, because you don't really get a tired unless you decide to have fucking kids in your 50s, you know. One of those fucking women. Like, I can still have babies. I'm menstruating. Right. It's a fucking, seriously. <laughs> it's Russian roulette. Uh, Steven, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, thanks. You said uh, your friend text his boss. Like a 12-year-old girl? How come he didn't call him like a man, like a fucking grown-ass man? Call and talk to the guy. Well, this isn't about blaming his fucking friend, but this will teach a thing of never leave that fucking thing that they can, you know, show other people. Like, look what he texts me. Exactly, Just yeah. say it to him. And they go, no, I didn't say it that way. You said it this way. Nice. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes even when you call... You know, I mean, unless you're actually there in person. I mean, that's the only way you can really... But even then, I mean, everything can be skewed. I mean, skewed, that fucking know? drunk friend of yours doesn't even know what he's doing. One day to the next, he's just fuck drunk driving a van full of fucking waterheads. It's yeah, fucking crazy. This guy tie one on to deal with these people. <laughs> Imagine Let's if he fucking rolls that over and they get out. It'd be like Jurassic Park. <laughs> be running around the fucking city. Where do you take them normally? The mall? Take them to the zoo? Uh, it depends. I mean... Well, they like otters. Well, this is my own hometown. We're not in the city doing this, but yeah. we take them, you know, if they have money, we take them to like a Walmart or something. I know last Saturday night we took them to uh, the fireworks display, the local fireworks display. But do you ever get fucking nervous that you'll be taking them into like a Walmart and people are going to think you're one of them with that shirt on? I mean, you kind of fucking dress in retard clothes. Well, I don't know. I like the shirt. It's nice. Seriously? It's nice. It's a nice little polo. What's wrong with that? It looks like something somebody would buy for their sped kid. 
and then you got a fucking haircut like it's three dollars. I'm worried about you, Spank, that they're gonna fucking keep you. <laughs> Joe, Philly. Oops, let's try um, again. Go ahead, Joe. You there? Yeah. I got a way for um, for my man here to get ahead in uh, both ways: get back at his company and get ahead with you guys. Okay. He uh, these, these companies they have tons of pills lying around, Xanax, all kinds of stuff. So he needs to rob them and give them to Hicks, get ahead with you guys, and get back at the company all at once. <laughs> what time? What time of night do you load them up with oxy so they sleep with through the night? Uh, actually, they get blown in their mouth in a straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say, look, what's that? And they have their mouth open. Uh, you know, they do that. I think twice a day they give them pills. So you ever get any of them for yourself? Well, no, I don't hand out the pills. I'm not in that at that level. Well, that's how you get started. You have to get like, wired. certified and all that. Get everything right. wired, sure. I know there's some check there's, that hands them out, right? Exactly, yeah. Fucking become friends with her. Hell yeah. She should be able to take you seconds before you get this all worried out. Uh, is your friend expecting you to quit, though? Uh, No. No, when uh, he brought it up to me, he was, you know, no, you need the money right now. Don't worry about it. Just keep on going on. He doesn't fucking help. Phil, you're on running first. Phil, we got you? Right here, buddy. Yeah. Hey, make it out. Hey, Pepper, you sound like a million bucks. Thanks. <laughs> you're the man. Ronnie B, you're absolutely right. You can't fuck him if you don't work for him. What kind of shit can you take from there? It's the only way to make your friend fucking live on. Hell that yeah. is true. Uh, well, of course, there's the pills thing, but I mean, they're really because we like the way where we work, work in houses, so it's I guess it gets to like knives and stuff. <laughs> they give them knives, <laughs> this is gonna be like, probably like fucking fight club. It is, yeah. You ought to start a spe very special fight club, then you're fucking like filming say, it, yeah. you're putting it on fucking TV. God, that'd be huge. Or by TV, I mean YouTube. <laughs> no, the main thing is you enjoy your work, right. Yeah, I do. You feel like you're helping these people. Mm-hmm. It, also, it you, also pays, too, so that's always a big help. Well, you never want to point that out. I mean, this is why women don't like you. You're like, hey, I do it for money. I help needy people for money. No woman wants to fucking hear that. I guess so. I keep hoping this radio thing gets me over, but never does. It doesn't normally get the interns fucking laid, that's for sure. <laughs> Plus, you gotta, you know, you gotta project yourself in a more confident fucking fashion. That's true as well. You know what? No name. I know you're on your your new album stuff. I want you to tap out with Mark Zito here. Bring Zito in. I want you to stay in for All this right. nice guy fucking bullshit thing. It seems to have <laughs> Zito. Nice guys with rage under it. You you feel like you got a ton of rage, don't you? I a little bit. I definitely. You're gonna fucking snap one day. I can see it in you. Yeah. That's why I'm kinder than you than I should be, because I feel like when he comes in here and he starts blowing people away, I'm gonna fucking say like, Spanky, I was nice to you. I shared a grapefruit. What are you angry about, Spank? Just the fucking general frustration with life. Just everything I brought up before. You know. But you had health problems, right? I you did. Yes. You feel like you're not where you should be in life, right? Absolutely. I think I should be a little bit, you know, more ahead than I am right now. On whose level, though? Who are you comparing yourself to? I don't know. Uh, I guess, like, certain friends of mine who have just... Well, you know, it's it's weird because... I'll never forget this. I was in dialysis one time, and one of the new nurses with the guys who take care of us was my age. And I was like, whoa, that's really weird. Because I'm, like, still in, like, community college, not really right. doing much. But do you want to be a fucking nurse, seriously? Well, Where's that going to lead him to? <laughs> you know what I mean? Excellent. Yeah. I mean, the, the fucking point is this. A, there's more to life 
then you're giving you're saying it is some kind of it's almost like high school is still going on for you you're trying to be in 18th grade fuck that doesn't matter and b some of the most interesting fucking people that i've ever met in my life have never had a career but have done tons of different things and then at a certain point you're like what you were a fucking bartender in Nicaragua? You know what I mean? Like, you could sit there going, what am I doing? I'm 24 and I'm bartending in a fucking dive bar in fucking Nicaragua. Years later, that sounds like the coolest thing in the world. You know, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was. I was a fucking uh, a bartender there. Shit. And people love you for it, you know? So you're putting together this whole thing to be a person. And the dialysis thing, you know, you basically, you shouldn't be charged for those years. You can't you can't be doing other things while you're sitting there. And also, I think it could probably turn some chicks on, you knowing so? that you fucking beat death. You got to bring that up more. Like you be like this with chicks. Like, hey, look, I know what it's like to face death down. I fucking spit in its eye. Got my fucking blood transferred. And now look at me, like Keith Richards. That's true. But it's like everyone feels terrible about being in a like a failed band or a fucking doing theater or something. Then years later, it sounds fucking good. You know? Yeah. Well, actually, um, a friend of mine told me about these two guys who, they, I guess, from like college years to whatever, they just traveled the entire country. They would stay in one place for a little while, get odd jobs, just mm-hmm. live in the area, and then they would just move to wherever else they wanted to go. You right. Know? And they just live there, which to me, I love that idea. It is. It makes you a well-rounded fucking person. And believe me, when you're fucking hitchhiking across the country, you hate it. But then you spend the rest of your life going, you know, I couldn't get any food in Albuquerque. And I met, the, and then all of a sudden you're interesting. You're fucking interesting to people. Yeah. You know, stop fucking doing this thing where somehow you want to work your way up to middle management like one of these fucking sold dead people down the hall fuck that you don't want to do that there's a void in their eyes look at fucking um, you know on the road is completely about that whole thing none of those guys had their shit together and then they all became famous for guys who didn't have their shit together somehow they were filled with life you don't want to be on what I call the Mark Zito fucking track to fucking nowhere and he looks up to all the kind of people that we're running down. He'll say to you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I said, where did you get that from? Someone else. <laughs> Here comes Mark Zito. You're always mad about... Well, Spank's a nice guy, right? Yeah, it's for, from what I can tell. And he has problems. You fucking... You're kind of angry at women, too. Spank, you're kind of angry with women, right? Slightly, You yes. feel fucked over by women. You feel unappreciated by them. And a little bit, yeah. Not gonna lie. Good, it's better to get out there. Don't lie. You might be, seriously. Yeah. Right now, being in knife club seems like a crazy thing, but someday fucking people might like it. You know what I like to see him in is the Big Brother house. It starts on the 7th. Okay, let's see if we can get him in there. You got an audition tape, Spank Frank? I can make one up real quick. Jump the fucking, you know, just jump the wall. I'll just hold up my knife and, you know, say, I'm in the knife club. Have you ever really stabbed anybody? No, I've never actually stabbed anyone. All right, you're working with those speds. Why don't you fucking just see what it's like? They won't know the difference. No, they got superhuman strength. We're all like Wolverine. Um, all right. 
what is this thing that's got you upset today, Zito? Just this, this article on AskMen.com where they, they brought in this woman to uh, tell nice guys apparently all the uh, mistakes they're making which is which is one thing that's annoying in itself but then they have a poll on the side where all the guys vote on how they feel after reading this right and 58% of them are like this made me a better man like they read you this think that they're lying well I just think it's bullshit like to be like to read like one woman's opinion and then be like well I'm changing my whole thing now well that's an interesting thing because I think that part of what goes down with the nice guy thing is that they're moldable you know what I mean? Like, I think you take a look at Spank. He should be furious with the guys who fucked over his buddy and thinking of, like, how can I get even? But instead he's going, I don't know what to do. I'd like to leave, but I really like the money. First of all, your fucking friend doesn't want you to quit. He knows that this is the only place you're making fucking cash right now. Yeah, exactly. And God knows what you're stealing off them. Well, you know, food for one. What do you? What kind of food? You know, whatever they feed the guys. Oh God! I think I can eat retard food. It's, it's not. It's not the most healthiest. There's a lot of way. pudding. No, not a lot of pudding. Jello sauce. It's amazing what they feed them sometimes. Just the real, basic. Like I think uh, the other day they fed them toast for breakfast. That was it. <laughs> what the fuck? Toast with Same. butter and jam. Is it a gulag? All right, there's a fucking good idea. That if you really want to get even with this place, is just fucking whistle blow on them. Yeah, expose this shit. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame on you. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. God, this fucking thing. All right, well, let's go over the latest fucking woman to make you angry. Her name is uh, Rachel Kona. She sounds hot. She is pretty attractive based right, on her photo. Right, let me get a good look at her. Let me get a gander at Rachel. Let me see if we can... Uh... And this is called Axe Men. Yes. The it's a whole website where you apparently ask men questions, but yet they have this woman writing. This is Rachel. Some hole. Oh, she's fucking attractive. What is she just wearing? A towel? Like a bath towel? It looks like one of those like tube top shirts that women women wear. So what are Let's go over the article first and see if Spank falls into any of this. It, well, it's divided up into two parts. The first part is nice guys and things that they do, and then part two is why they finish last. All right, let's go through part one and see if... Spank, let's see if you're like this at all. All right. Nice guys don't seem like good protectors. Um... So what they're saying, they want a tougher guy. Yeah, it, she says, maybe it goes back to the days of our cave-dwelling ancestors, but historically, men have always protected women. All right, so right away, like, I met Jerry uh, Clooney mm -hmm. in this fucking thing. Sweetest guy you ever want to meet. Does the joke of when he shakes a woman's hand, acts like his hand got hurt, right? But he's a nice guy by choice, not because... See, I think there's like nice guy and pussy are fucking confused here. So right away, because someone's nice, they're acting like they can't fucking handle themselves. She even says nice guys don't seem like they can defend themselves, much less a woman. So you got to put that out there. And see, here's the thing, Spen, because I know you've been through dialysis. Right. But there's a lot more to do than just being in a fist fight to be able to fucking handle situations. All right, Bugs Bunny never was in a fucking fist fight in his life, but he was very street smart. So street smart is what you need to be. You don't want to go through life 
no fucking offense to you, but that shirt looks like somebody that should be fucking hassled. It looks like a third grader shirt. All right, what's next? Nice guys try too hard. To be nice? Is that the thing? Uh, what are nice they trying? Nice guys put women on a pedestal acting as if she's some sort of goddess. They go overboard with their affection. They come on too strong, too quick. They put aside their own needs for her. Women are human, too. And we don't want to be put on a pedestal that's easy to fall off of. All right, so right away, the nice guy goes into that, you're the most special, terrific person ever. Do you do that, Spank? I've been known to do that from time to time. But I'm trying to curtail that, from you know now see this is what happens to nice guys though they purposely then because they read stuff like this they try and act like assholes like this woman is pretty much saying i would like a guy that would casually treat me like shit every so often but a woman wants to be challenged a woman doesn't want to hear that there's something that they're not but then that because here's the thing of that when you put somebody out like that you look desperate you stink of desperation what does a fucking woman want a desperate guy no she wants to be in on it too. She wants to. She wants to feel a little bit like, all right, I'm dating a little above myself too. Mm -hmm. Where a nice guy thing again, it comes back into this. I'm just fucking acting like I I'm so lucky just to be able to smell the pussy. It ends up being like a really delicate balance because I think both parties want to feel like they're dating like above themselves, yes. even if they're not. That's so why the woman should be more attractive than the man, but then the man definitely needs to be, uh, you know, a little alpha. So does that, do you think that comes down to money too? Like the guy would have to make more money most times than not, or? Again, people that make more money tend to then be confident. Like if he came in here today mm -hmm. and he doesn't need the job, right? Then he would be like, fuck that place. I told him, fuck you in the ear hole. And I fucking pissed on the door and left. He would, he could do that today if he wanted to. Just like I said, stop equating yourself with like, get some kind of thing. You don't have to have money to have fucking confidence, right? Mm -hmm. But money does bring confidence. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that thing has to do with honestly, honesty, uh, mostly. <laughs> I think I, what I hear from that is just like, I think the guy should just be totally honest with the girl. Why? Who do you want to be fucking totally honest with? Well, I mean, like, if, say a girl is just like commenting on herself, she's like, oh, you know, I'm so ugly or something like that, or something minor like that. Like, you're not going to go ahead and say you're an ugly, disgusting pig, you know, something like that. But if they make like a comment about themselves, like, or, like a critical comment about themselves, you should... Give them your honest opinion if Why? it helps. Why would you do that? Why would you give anyone any honest opinion? What makes you think that your opinion is so fucking correct? Well, I think I think if I think it shows the girl that it's you know that you're an honest person and you're not afraid to tell them what you think. That that never works out though. That's I don't never think it works idea. out anywhere in life. And the the honesty, uh, seriously, it's a concept for non-creative people. There is a fucking, what you really want to do when you're in that situation is think, how do I want to make her feel right now? This thing, one of the things I see a lot of lonely guys doing is they somehow think that women should love them for being the schlub that they am, they are, rather than trying to fucking move it up a little bit. Nice guys expect niceness on the list. <sighs> and women don't want to be nice? Well, I guess nice guys just expect that because they are so super sweet, the people should then respond to them in a kind way. That's what Rachel says. That nice and they don't want to compete with that niceness. They don't want to always feel like I'm the fucking cunt and you're nice. Uh, I, well, I think they just they they don't want to deal. Apparently, based on this, they don't want to deal with a like a like a hard woman 
coming back at them, so they let their own emotions take a back seat. And then they, they expect to be they expect you to be just as nice in return, apparently. That's fucking retarded. That, These see, guys, I don't seriously. agree with that. Well, I just don't, I, I don't know who she talked to. I don't know if she made this up on her own. She has stuff on here like nice guys are predictable. Like it's so terrible if you're nice to, it's predictable that you're going to do nice stuff. But, well, because here's the thing. They want a little adventure in life. Do you think the predictability thing? Yeah. And Fez goes through this. When he fucking eats at the same diner and he gets the same food delivered and he has pizza night. Where's the adventure in that? Who is going to be drawn in to that fucking thing? So the woman wants a little adventure in her life. No one sits around and thinks, I'm fucking dreaming about less adventure. I know, but I feel like a lot of people say they want more adventure. They say you want you, they want you to do something you don't normally do, and then and you, you give, try it, and they're like, what the fuck? Give the illusion of adventure. But at the same time, you also, as soon as you hear a what the fuck, it seems like you're in a panic mode. Yeah. You're, uh, and you can't sell like that, right? If a guy who fucking was in sales, yeah, if he heard... Every time he heard no, he got upset and started fucking freaking out and taking it personal. He'd be a very bad fucking salesman. And right now, even you're edgy as you're like, I don't know whether you're thinking about oh, this or something, a certain person, but you, you reek of desperation right now and frustration. And neither one of them is what fucking women want. Well, I find, see, the thing that I, I think I find most annoying about these articles is I know that on their base level, she's probably correct. Okay. Right. But it's not. It's like something that you don't want to hear because I. At least I found in my own life. I don't know how to change it. Like I feel like people get in patterns, or at least I do, where it's like, well, that's just kind of what I do, even though I try and change it because I've been far more successful with women when I don't care about them. It's like yes. once I start to care about because somebody, you, then, I, then I completely fuck it up. And it's right just, because as soon as you care, the desperation factor comes in. Yeah. And you're you're doing this thing, but uh, Spank, you see what I'm saying? Where he seems like he's almost edgy with this. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and I think with the whole like venture thing, I mean, I think it's just more of like let's go to different places. Let's not go to the same bar where we met every single night. You know, absolutely. Or now that we're together, let's just stay home every night. Yeah, exactly. I think women definitely, and I'm just telling from my own experience because I think it worked out for my for, with my last girlfriend like this. We went every time we met. We went to a different town, went to a different place, and we just hung out wherever the town was and just took in the town. But you were in the same mall. You always were going to malls. <laughs> well, how many, how many dates did you go on with that girl? Uh, well, you got to run him down. He's fucking, he had, was on dialysis. He <laughs> was on dialysis. Now, obviously, you're going to get yourself into, you know, here's where the two of us are comfortable, and then you don't have to think about these things. But you're not in that zone yet, Zito. You're still looking for... It seemed you almost two things about you. Number one, you, you seem like a guy who wants to be married, and two, you seem like a guy who's going to end up beating a woman with a fucking hammer. I, There's a lot of anger underneath you. I don't think I'm going to hit a woman with a hammer. But in terms of the marriage thing, I have. I used to think until recently, like, oh yeah, I totally want to be in a relationship, totally want that. And yeah. then recently, there have been two to three different situations where it was like, oh yeah, let's have a relationship, and I've been like, mm, no, you no, shouldn't no. because they'll get to know you. And that's the last thing you yeah, fucking exactly. want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, then it's like, what do you do? I mean, I, I think, I, as I said before, the problem is I look at relationships on, on some level as something that needs to be accomplished. And it's totally fucked up. But it's like, once you get to a certain point with somebody, it's like, well, I could, why don't I rebuild this with somebody new? I'm telling you, Zito is on the edge. I don't know whether you can hear it, Spank, but 
he is. I don't think you could get in the fucking army. Tell you the truth, I think a psychologist would say to you that something fucking happened. You're one of the edgiest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know about that. Now the thing is, I do think Spank is a nice guy, but I don't think that he's a nice guy by choice. I think, like I said, when I brought up Jerry Cooney, um, he's a nice guy because he's like, you know what? I don't want to go around fucking with people. I'm over that. You've never had your fucking with people stage. No, I don't. I've never done that. I think I've only in my entire life, I've only almost been to a fight. You don't need to be into a fight, or even just like going around just like messing with people. Like if even if I ever break someone's balls, it's always always in jest. I've never actually went after someone in spite. This is your chance to be a little Machiavellian at that fucking sped place of yours. You're you're gonna start thinking of ways to be a little bit subversive. Brittany, you're on my feds. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. What can we do for you, honey? I was actually just calling because I think that it's crazy for uh, Zito to be so surprised at the article. Uh, it's really fairly common, the things that are being listed off as I, I don't think that you're surprised, Zito, but I th also think it annoys you even more that this exists. Yeah, it just kind of annoys me because I think like I keep and this is like a probably a stupid thing on my part, but I keep expecting it to change because when you're when you're nice, you feel like I guess sort of what it says in this in this article, you expect niceness back. Like you would assume just by default of being nice, eventually that would work out because you've been taught your whole life be nice, but then you constantly see assholes succeed. Which is kind of weird because I feel like you have nice guys who are trying to act a little mean to succeed, and then you have assholes who are actually fake acting nice. So it's like everyone's just trying to find some equilibrium. And which one do you think you are? I think that the thing is aggressiveness um, gets confused sometimes, or courage, actually, when you're saying that you know you don't have to be in a fight to be someone that's considered tough or a decent... Uh, someone that you actually would want to challenge. Mm. Uh, men sometimes just go into situations with their tails tucked, is what I think that she uh, she was meaning by saying that... Brittany, sometimes I think it, like <laughs> if I was in a relationship with someone like you, I'd be driving into a telephone pole just at that <laughs> point. But here's... I, I want you to understand, Zito, and this is fucking true. Spank is a nice guy. Mm -hmm. You're not a nice guy. If this was Animal House... You'd be in the bad frat. Oh, no. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is somebody who sees you coming a million miles away. That you like to think of yourself as nice. But there, it's an act with you. You have fury. Fury. At the, at the core of you. And I'm always wondering when it's going to explode. Or where it even came from. I don't know. I've had a very, I had a very nice upbringing and everything. There's nothing in my life that I can point to that I can say, oh yeah, that definitely made me angry or something like that. I don't feel particularly angry for the most part, but I do. I definitely, I think I would like to be seen as a nice guy who tries to be mean to get girls. But I think realistically, I'm probably a mean guy that tries to be a little nice. Yeah, you're you're a you're a mean guy who probably fakes a little bit. Yeah, but the but underneath of it all, forget anything of whether it's right or wrong because I don't know where it comes from. You are so fucking angry. Your fucking eyes give it away. The tightness in your jaw, you're ready to fucking explode. Um, 
All right, what else? Now, what what else is the other things? There's supposed to be some changes. Well, yeah, it's just these are reasons why nice guys finish last, and I guess things they should they should change. All right. uh, nice guys seem fake, and she claims even Nelson Mandela had an edge. So you need that. Nice guys are not a challenge. Nice guys seem insecure, and this is sort of annoying. Nice guys don't seem like good lays, and nice guys don't behave like men. So it basically, she's saying if you're if you're nice, you're not a fucking man, which I I don't I don't think that's true. Again, you it's it's whether it's a choice or not to be nice, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're using nice as a fucking if a fucking tiger is being gentle, right? Mm-hmm. It's a choice. If a bunny is being gentle, it's not a fucking choice. It's a difference between a a wolf. And a fucking dog. Uh, if a dog needs a human, that's one thing. When a wolf fucking says, I want to be around you, that's a whole different thing. Do you think that you're nice on purpose, Spank? Do your fantasies take you somewhere else? Are you winning things in your in your daydream life? Are you achieving things? Uh, you know what? To be perfect, I, th- I think I do. I do feel like certain goals that I've set for my life, I've definitely... You know, achieves you know certain ones, um, like for example, just this internship or just going to college in the city. You were a pepper pick, and you can't fucking beat that. That is true. PP. Um, yeah, let's uh, push it back like fifteen or twenty. Um, but I don't think I can't really say that I choose to be nice or choose to be a bad guy. Uh, Jay, Jay, you're on running fence. Hey guys, uh, Zito's pissed. I think that. What you got to realize, Zito, is that she's not talking about nice guys. She's talking about confidence. I think as long as you have confidence, that comes off as kind of badass and not so much nice. You know, nice, I think she's kind of using nice as pussy. You know what I mean? And not a confident guy. I mean, if you portray confidence, you know, I'm a salesman. If I didn't have confidence going into every sale, I wouldn't sell shit. And, you know, and Ron, you're exactly right. When you say, after a no, I just gave up. I'd be a horrible salesman. So you guys just got to keep plugging along with the confidence, brother. Uh, yeah, and there is something that the second that you were here, no, Zito, mm-hmm. your fury starts to, to come up. And, and speaking of no, like in movies, I feel like girls always like say, like a guy will be like, you want to go on a date with me? And girls always say no. And then they keep trying and eventually they do. Does that ever happen in real life? Because the reason I sort of just kind of pull back after a no is because I know that if I'm not interested in somebody... Yeah, I'm just not. But also know this. You're not a fucking movie star. I know. It's not going to fucking happen for you. Yeah, so so the right move is to just, when somebody says no, kind of maybe back off and reevaluate and try a different person? Again, it's never 100%. Uh, percent. It's never going to be 100 fucking percent. Uh, Tracy, you're on the run of first show. Hey, I think that maybe some of the problem is not that the nice guys are lame, but the the girls are going after fucking whores. Um, there is some interesting thing about that. Do you find yourself attracted to the same women that everybody else is attracted to? Sometimes, yeah, a lot of the time. But uh, what she what she's saying there sounds like the typical girl who's a friend thing to say. Like, don't worry, that girl's just a bitch. Like that's what they always no, say. No, 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 no. Let's go back to this. If you if you if you're attracted to the same fucking chick at the bar that all the other guys are attracted to, and you're joining in that fucking line, right? Mm-hmm. What does that say to you 
about being a nice guy. As you're sitting around angry with fucking women that are attracted to uh, studs with money, what are you doing chasing around the platinum fucking blonde with big tits? Spank, you know where I'm coming from here? Are you attracted to nice girls? Are you attracted to girls that aren't being fucking surrounded by a ton of dudes? I'm definitely would be more attracted to a girl who is sort of by herself rather than the girl who is... But almost like a victim. I guess. You're looking at them like they're victims. Like a retard. Are you attracted to them or is that low fucking hanging fruit to you? Well, no, I'm attracted to like 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 the girl who like all the guys are like all going after. I'm definitely attracted to her, but I'm also looking at a personality as well. And I feel like some of the girls who are like by themselves tend to have sometimes more personality than the girl who everyone's all going after. Spank, I think you're going to find someone. Yeah. Zito, I think you're going to seriously end up hurting a woman someday. I hope I don't do that. I don't, I don't think I will. I think it, me being attracted to girls who are surrounded by a lot of other guys maybe proves that most guys are the same at the core, but the way they go about attracting a woman is... Is different because if, if I'm really putting on the nice guy front to attract a girl, I think that would just be because that's a move that's different than these other guys. Like, I can't compete but you're with sitting, the manliness, attractiveness. But, but and you're stuff. sitting around talking about how deceptive women are. Oh, yeah, men are equally, and, they're pretty shitty. But. And you're not attracted to most women, you're only attracted to a very small percentage of women, and the same ones that guys that have achieved a lot more in life to you. I think you it's know, just because they're pretty. Right, so if you're playing the caveman game, right, mm -hmm. why would she be attracted to you when you haven't got yours yet? That's a, that's a very good question. Like, I often, that's actually another problem I find anytime a girl is interested. I always kind of wonder why. It's kind of like, you know, I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that want me as a, as a member. Like, I... Well, but the only way that you would have that fucking feeling is that if you thought that everything about you was fake and at your core there was something unlovable. No, or undesirable. No. I don't. I don't think that's what I feel about myself. But if, I, but but if you're saying what's wrong with this bitch, she's fucking attracted to me. That means that you're not attracted. Well, you I just think, think there's been enough wrong with you. I just think there have been enough attractive girls that haven't been. That I mean, I guess you could play the law of averages, and they eventually would be. But it's it's very it's very strange. Spank, he's not getting it. You see what I'm saying there? Right? Yeah, I do. At the at the at the core of who he is, he doesn't. You know what? This is weird for me to even be talking about this. Let's bring in a a woman's perspective. And Hicks, this is another one of Pepper's picks. Sure, Loretta Watkins. Loretta Watkins is going to come in and give us a woman's perspective. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like Ooh. to flaunt and take to dinner. Well, she's coming in, but very slowly. Nice walk. Boy, that's one of the straightest walks I've ever seen in my life. Here she is, today's co-host, Loretta Watkins. Thank you, boys, for having me here. Loretta, did you hear any of the stuff that we were talking about? I was able to pick up some of it from the booth. I uh -huh. don't appreciate, you know, I was hoping I wouldn't be in a booth filled with boys, but mm. that's what happened. Loretta, uh, by the way, Loretta not using a voice at all today. This <laughs> very uncomfortable, the same voice. So, Loretta, you're yes. a woman. Uh, what is it that women are attracted to? Well, I've been hearing men get a lot of bad raps mm -hmm. during this conversation. And, pardon my French, but the a-holes... Mm -hmm. That's not French. ...that they've talked about? Yeah. 
see, I, I see that as a totally different thing. I see that as a man who's decisive. Right. And that's what women want. I'm, I can't hear you. You're very, very... That's what women want. Okay, that's better. Is a, so, uh, women is a, want a decisive man. A man who knows exactly what he wants. A, a Dominic Strauss-Kahn, for example. Well, that's, Some, a, that's an alleged rapist. Someone who knows exactly what he wants and is going to make the decision. By the way, have you seen the French girl that's uh, accusing him of rape? She is my new obsession. All right, so what else are men doing wrong? What else is Azito doing wrong? Well, there's the sort of thing where he said, you know what, I don't take no for an answer. Right. Where he does take no. Right. You know, to me, I, I, I like a guy who just keeps on trying and trying. I, if he pulled up, threw me in the trunk of his car, right. bound and gagged me and took me out because he's that into me, I would appreciate it. So your problem is men aren't aggressive enough. It, that's exactly where I yeah. stand. I like a guy. I can't hear you very well. I like a guy. Okay, I got you now. Who is going to make the choices. Right. I don't want, you know, I don't want to have to be somebody who's like, oh, it's five o'clock. He's coming home. What am I going to make for dinner? I'm fucking starving. You know, I want to know that it's it's t this is what my man likes and it's prepared and it's ready. If he decides I can eat at the table with him, mm -hmm. fine. That's just more gravy on the meatloaf. All right, so, uh, no, that's not even a good picture of her. Keep, just do her thing, get her name, and then look at different yeah, shots yeah, yeah. of I just, her. I just found her name. Because that's a even. fucking ugly shot. Now I look like an idiot. <laughs> um, John in uh, Georgia, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, were you all supposed to speak up? I can't hear him. Well, Loretta is here today, and she... Am I wrong when I say this, Loretta? You're a traditional woman? Very, very traditional. Very prim, very proper. What part of the country are you from? Uh, the Northern Virginia area. Oh, Northern Virginia, so... Mm-hmm. Fairfax, I Fairfax guess. County, yes. Yeah. So... I've been dating an adjunct professor at George Mason University for quite a few years. Well, it's interesting that you don't even have an accent. and You're a Southern gal. Um... Let's go over here to Sean. Sean, you're on a fest. You take classes to get rid of those sort of things. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ronnie, I was wondering, why do you keep calling Dr. Michio Kaku Loretta? That's not the doctor. So, Loretta, first of all, welcome. Now, I've, Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you could give us tips or anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, I tell you, there is just so many women in the news uh -huh. right now. There's the, the, of course, the, oh, I hate to even say this word. Say it. Rape case, right? The rape case against Dominic Strauss-Kahn is falling apart, apart in New York, right? And I just think women have to quit calling every little thing rape. Well, I understand. It's the same bit, though. Yes. Um, I, I have a I have a question for Loretta. Well, don't ask. Okay. Uh, Mike, Mike, <laughs> you're on the Run and Fez show. Mike. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Ron, I'm not sure if I can take advice from Loretta. She sounds like a tranny. Well, I will not use the word tranny, but uh, wearing a very long kind of a 70s granny dress and didn't even 
take the time to put on a wig. So, Loretta, anything else that we haven't already talked about that has your interest? Well, Maybe something fresh and new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Octomom says she despises her children. Oh, yeah, she, she hates those kids. She hates the babies now. Right. Well, that's because women, we shouldn't let can't our bodies... I can't hear her. Women shouldn't let their right. bodies become okay. livestock. Okay. You know, where it's just piglets being born. So you're more traditional. You like to go back the way it used to be. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Mm. Yes, and a traditional thing is not a nice guy. No, it isn't. When, over the centuries, right. have men been nice? It just doesn't Until happen. Until the Hun wasn't a nice guy, and he no. did well. No, maybe you have he to... He did well. Maybe Lincoln, but look what happened to him. I don't know. I didn't really find out what happened to him. Sure. I heard he left, left office early. Mm, yes, very early into his second term. What was that play he was saying? It was uh, My American Cousin. Okay, that's great. Um, let's get over here to Chris. Chris, you're on my face. Hey, uh, Luetta, do you like to get pounded in your ass until you're shitting blood all right, let's, your uh, That's not right. First of all, I don't care for the language. Secondly, I feel that's the man's choice. Right. If I'm going to get pounded anywhere, mm -hmm. I think that should be up to the man. In the bedroom, the wife has two responsibilities. Right. That is to make sure that the sheets are clean and that her body's clean. That's it. That's it. And then the man makes the decisions from there. You like the men to make the decisions. Absolutely. I think that's the way to go. All right, what else is out there that is interesting to you? Maybe you've written down something. Was, uh, I heard you talking earlier about this um, hot dog eating competition. Um, yeah, we were. We were talking about it this morning. They had a woman's division in that. Right, you don't like that. No, no. I think it's women trying to say, hey, look, we're just as good as the men folk. Mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and I think that's a ridiculous statement you don't to like make. It. No, I would get rid of all women's sports. No women's sports. If it was up to me. I don't think it's very ladylike. No. All right. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Ken. Ken, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Loretta. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you spent the weekend roofing and mouthfuck. <laughs> I hope not. Oh. Uh, let's go over here to Turtle. Turtle, you're on Run Fest. You're not even hey, going to dignify that, huh, Loretta? I will not. <laughs> I just saw you sit there, and I'm like, don't freeze because you're doing really good. Um, it, let's go over here to Turtle. You're on Run Fest. Hey, buddy. Loretta, I think you sound sexy. I want to know, do you shave your pussy? I don't even look at it. No, I just, that's for the men to look at. I don't, I bathe with, I bathe blindfolded, mm -hmm. and I just try to make sure everything. Smells like it. Water, the water is heated enough, and everything is clean. Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. You are by far the best. But I really think you're going to have a tough time selling this one. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like Fez <laughs> in his natural state. Well, at some point, we hope to get there. We hope that the experiment will take us to some of these places where we're at our most comfortable. I don't know, though. Um, let's go over here to Joe. Joe, you're on Fez. Yeah, I have a question for Marilyn Monroe. That's um, not Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday to you, song. No, it's not Marilyn Monroe. 
are you uh, Loretta Watkins? Now I'm Loretta Watkins. Yeah. I thought what Marilyn Monroe did to President Kennedy was just disgraceful. Well, she didn't shoot him. No, but just throwing herself basically at him. No. It's just wrong. His wife was right there. Uh, let's go over here, Matt. Matt, you're on the fuzz. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Loretta, what's pussy taste like? Oh, that's just a rude thing to say. Mark, you're on the fuzz. Hey, um, Loretta, I was curious. What do you think about uh, the whole uh, Chaz Bono thing? I think that people are born who they are, and if Chaz had met the right guy, then Chaz wouldn't be a boy right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about meeting the right person. You need a man in your life, women. You need a man in your life. Uh, Kim, you're on Manifest. Yeah, I agree that the uh, woman's place is in the home, and uh, so I'm not sure what Loretta is doing out of the kitchen. I don't think she should be on the radio. There is some truth to that, Loretta. What are you doing in here all highfalutin in your fancy gown? Well, I just thought I would come in and give a woman's perspective on some things. Uh, my boyfriend, the adjunct professor, George Mason, he's away at a seminar, mm-hmm. so I thought this might be a chance to just come into the city Right. And enjoy myself. Have you and your meat hands been enjoying the... Uh, <laughs> why would you hide them as soon as I brought them up? Because a lady's fingers are very personal to They're her. thick. Joey Chestnut, he could eat 62 of those. Well, I say... Hot dog fingers. I say better for doing the dishes and the laundry. Mm. Or I cracking hold, fucking walnuts. I can hold a lot more plates that way. Mm. Uh, Loretta Watkins in here with us today. Uh, here is uh, Tom. Tom, you're on a fez. We lost you. Uh, let's go over here to Jake. Jake, you're on a fez. Hey, but, uh, Loretta sounds hot. Yeah. Um, question I had, speaking of hygiene, is how do you keep your special area down there? Is it neatly trimmed? Because I'm picturing like a big red. Muff. I got news for you now. I, as far as I can see, it runs right up to her neck. And oh. am I crazy, or are you showing really high nip there? What is that red mark right there? High up? Oh, you know how some people have a scalp condition where they pick at their scalp? Yeah. That's a spot I have on my chest. I that- just pulled it down a little bit so we can... Oh. And you're just always rubbing at that? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Boy, Loretta. If you were a fucking dog, we'd have to put one of those lampshades over your neck. Uh, Ralph, you're on the Ron Fez show. Loretta, do you swallow cum? Um, that's seriously, that's rude. And this is a lady. Uh, let's go over here to Chris. Yeah, Ron, I, I can't help but notice that Loretta sounds like Fez, but with a, with a manlier voice. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I hope things like this don't bother you, Loretta. I know you came in here in a certain point of view. You waited until you could jump into the show today. Mm-hmm. Been sitting here the whole time. You waited a little over two hours. But once you came in, you came in strong. It's not a woman's place to be so pushy, Ron. Mm. I'm sorry, Mr. Bennington. <laughs> you can call me. Sorry. You can call me, Ron. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to... I just met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, can I ask uh, Alexis Arquette if she's pre-op or post-op? I see, that's just cruel. Mark, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, is this another inner voice bit? You know, 
Loretta is Loretta. I accept Loretta. I know Hicks, you accept Loretta? You kind of like Loretta in your own way. Oh, without a doubt. I love the Loretta. L-dubs. I hope Tomorrow's doesn't have such a W name. Um, oh, no. Brian. Brian, you're on Running Fez. Ronnie B., what's going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, Loretta sounds kind of hot. I was hoping you could uh, give us a little description on what the body looks like. Well, just think of an older Brian Dennehy is the best way to describe her. That is very sweet. Thank you. He's one of our classics. Mm. Uh, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's me, Fuzzy. Jeez. Oh, uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's Yahoo News starring Jan Brady. See ya! You know, we don't have to worry if it's closer to one impression or the other. Just let Loretta be Loretta. What else would you like to talk about today, Loretta? By the way, in a little bit, I'm going to talk movies with G-Baby. Uh, what makes a movie star Grantland? Bill Simmons has done this uh, point. Um, but anything else in the news that interests you, Loretta, Yahoo-wise? Well, I saw a, a study that showed that women... Oh, I'm going to... I can't believe I'm saying these words. When they're on their menstrual cycle... Mm-hmm. When they're at their most fertile, that is when they become their most prejudiced. Okay. And they also, they um, are suspicious of people of other races. Right. When they're at their most fertile. And I say, women, let's overcome that. Let's not be animals. I couldn't understand you. What did you say? Let's not be animals. Okay. Let's not be animals in the field. Let's not let our periods drive our emotions you don't have to throw the quotes up there a we're on the radio and b you can just call it periods it's not like it's, the way you people talk here well you're the one who said period i know but it's it's to hear it coming from a man's voice mm. what about cunny blood would that be easier for you no that doesn't make it any easier okay. you really are uh well you're somewhat prudish i would say Okay. Uh, AJ in Denver. Just wanted to know if there's any relation to Hannibal Lecter and Loretta's family. No, there's not. They're not. Uh, let's go over here to Tony. You're on Manifest. Creepy. Yeah, I know. It is. But so is the whole show. <laughs> not just now. Texts are coming in. Do you text people? No, I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have a cell phone. Mm. Uh, John, Mess, you're on Manifest. Yeah, well, Loretta's man be giving her a brutal beating today for being on the radio instead of the kitchen where she belongs. Well, I'll let Loretta uh, deal with that. Well, this is the day where I'm not going over to the adjunct professor's home. Mm. So, uh... What exactly is an adjunct professor? It's a professor who is there at the university, but not uh, full-time on staff. I see. Thanks. Uh, any reason that you feel the need to keep telling us that detail? <coughs> None, right? I thought you had asked. Yeah, but I mean, why do you keep bringing up what they do? Doesn't matter. Here's Mike, Mike in Louisiana. Hey, Loretta, as a woman who knows her way around the kitchen, what is your opinion on the blueberry and its viability as a standalone fruit? See, some of that's just cruel. I would say get them as fresh as possible. Mm. Uh, Ian, you're on the Run Fest show. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, Frank, you're on the Loretta Fez show. Uh, yeah. Loretta Fez or Loretta? Oh, jeez. I'm not going to take some of these. Um, why don't we break here? I'm going to try to, uh, I think, take a Silkwood shower and just try to really get in deep and rub this all out of my skin. And when we get back, uh, we're going to talk to G-Baby about this uh, article that popped up on Grantland about who is the biggest movie star today. Uh, Loretta, you'll be back with us, though? Absolutely. Be in here with us today? Sure. Uh, right back, Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. Featuring Loretta Watkins. On the virus. Sirius XM. G-Baby's Movie Reviews. G-Baby's Movie Reviews. Whether it was good or really blue, it's G-Baby's Movie Reviews. It is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, looks like coming up at 2.15, uh, the verdict will be coming up on Casey Anthony. Happening very, very uh, quickly, but we'll make sure we stay live with you on that. Spy report, spy report, spy report. In about 45 minutes, the Casey Anthony uh, verdict is up. Um, man, for something to happen this quick, you think it's a guilty. But I remember uh, many, many years ago, the OJ thing came back quick. And everybody goes, oh, that's probably guilty. Fuck you. He walks. Peace out. Um Let's go over to G-Baby. G-Baby, how are you, pal? Hey, what's up, Ron? Hey, Loretta. Sorry you got pushed back by Loretta today, but she just came in uh, gangbusters. I've never had a uh, another co-host force their way in like that. Hicks, I was very surprised. Jumped all over it. After a very quiet morning, Loretta felt very, very, very comfortable. Although... Uh, Either Loretta has been scratching at her neck oh. or is itching from the inside. But look, uh, I don't know whether you can see it from there. Look what's appearing on the neck now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Get that checked out, Loretta. G-Baby, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Bill Simmons article on Grantland where he tried to take the same way we pick all-stars in sports... Uh, to pick out who are our legitimate movie stars above the actors. Now, do you agree with his reasoning or disagree? You know, uh, I actually, uh, reading the article, I hadn't thought about it in that way. And mm -hmm. I, if you had told me his thesis, Ryan Reynolds is not a movie star, before I read the article, I would have been like, no, he's pretty much a movie star. But then Simmons, who's one of my favorite writers, completely convinced me. And I, now, I, I mean... Is he uh, you know, a well-known actor? Yes, but yeah, I would agree that uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is not a movie star, as per the Bill Simmons you know, criteria. Well, what is the criteria you need to be a movie star and, and one that you seem like you now agree with? Yeah, well, for me, personally, I would say my criteria for being a movie star is somebody you would pay to see in anything, right? You're going to pay to see uh, you know, you know, George Clooney in almost anything. You're going to pay to see 
you know, back in the day, Arnold Schwarzenegger and anything. And R- Ryan Reynolds, I mean, if you look, what, what Simmons did, if you look back at his, you know, his movieography, and basically said he's never had a hit movie, and said that really he only became a star because he dated Scarlett Johansson at the right time, got on the cover of all these big magazines, and became sort of a name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he basically looks at the box office numbers of all his movies and uh, breaks them down, and basically his biggest hit was Proposal, which wasn't even his movie, it was more Sandra Bullock's movie. And then people are wondering why Green Lantern wasn't a big hit, and it's because maybe Ryan Reynolds isn't a movie star. But I thought the one thing that Simmons didn't really get into with... Uh, Reynolds, he also mentions Chris Evans because he's got Captain America coming out, another big superhero movie, is that now, you know, while we do have some movie stars, and, you know, like he mentioned, the main one being Will Smith, which is a real another interesting argument, I think now it's really the franchises and the characters of the stars. I think Warner Brothers thought Green Lantern was the star of that movie. Right. I think Marvel thinks Captain America is the star of that movie, and you could put anybody in there. Obviously, that wasn't the case, plus the movie wasn't particularly good. Um, but I think that's the one thing he didn't really get into, is that, you know, this name recognition. You know, Transformers came out and did whatever, you know, 400 million more worldwide in a week. Shia LaBeouf's not a movie star. But, but Michael Bay know, might be the movie star of that. You know what I mean? Like, even more than the name Transformers, Michael Bay might be the movie star. Or Jerry Bruckheimer might be the movie star of some of these films. Uh, because right. they're more the draw. Oh, sure. They're the bigger names. And Steven Spielberg executive produced that, and he's obviously, you know, you put his name on anything, and it's going to get people interested. But, you know, sometimes if you look at a Vin Diesel, you could argue is not a movie star, but that Fast and Furious is a fucking movie star. It, yeah, exactly. But Vin Diesel, on the other hand, I mean, he doesn't really come as the article just because he sort of went away for a bunch of years. He did have... Um, Triple X, the first one, which is a big hit, and that was really all on his shoulders. So I don't think you can call him a movie star based on just that movie, but, you know, he's definitely, if he did a couple other movies, he could do it. He also opened the movie Riddick. I mean, it's actually, that's not a very good example. It didn't do it well at all. They're going to make a sequel, so. But, you know, also, like, you're comparing, you brought up Arnold Schwarzenegger and George Clooney. Uh, I don't think anyone would not say George Clooney isn't a better actor but he's not as box office as let's you know schwarzenegger stallone bruce willis were back in the 80s i mean those guys were box office and those movies are awful that most of them made yeah you're probably right i mean i grew up with those movies so when you i think they're great until i go back and watch twins and i'm like holy shit this is awful but i still watch twins but that's a movie that, you know, if you put in anybody else in that movie, it wouldn't have done anything. But you put Schwarzenegger in it, it makes a lot of money because he's a star. Clooney, I think you're right. I think he also, a lot of these guys now, you know, with maybe Smith being the, the one exception, are stars because they're talented, but they also know how to play that celebrity game that's so new to this decade, the last decade. You know, uh, Simmons mentions DiCaprio, Damon. Now, these guys are pretty clean cut, but they also do show up with their hot girlfriends in Us Weekly. You know, they do your, your Rolling Stone interview. They sort of do play that media game, which is something that Will Smith doesn't do. Now, let's, let's talk about a Leo DiCaprio, who is a good actor and a movie star. Do you think when he shows up places with a hot chick, it's done on purpose? 
Like it's it's done to play the media game, or does he just live his life that way? I would think he probably lives his life that way, but his publicist doesn't mind it. You know, she's probably like, oh, well, if you're going to go to the Lakers game, why don't you bring Barr and whatever his model chick's girl uh-huh. is, you know. Yeah, I think it's probably 80% his life, but I think it definitely helps, and they definitely, he's definitely aware of it. That's interesting. There are people like a Will Smith who doesn't, you know, who has the, uh, you know, the, you know, the hot star, movie star wife, and, they, I mean, you don't see them out. You never see, you know, uh, you know, Will Smith, you know, at a club with Jada Pickett-Smith. You know, they just do their thing. Yeah, they do, but at the same time, he gets a lot of drive out of being Family Guy, and now he's turned his kids into stars. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of, yeah, that's sort of like his, his new thing, and that's the reason we haven't seen him in a while, because he's really pushing Jaden and, uh, and Willow. And Jaden is now pretty much a star, I guess, he is, you know, it's a big name. He and uh, Smith and is going to be doing a movie with Jaden, directed by uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, coming, uh, they haven't started shooting that yet, but that will be coming in the next few years. This yes. might be the first mistake Will Smith has made in his life. Well, Simmons says Simmons says that you know Smith, which is a really awesome, uh, interesting point. Right when after Smith did his you know his first movie, Six Degrees Separation, he and his manager looked at you know the, the biggest box office movies and realized they were all you know basically like alien movies, which is why that's pretty much all he's done. This movie, this Shyamalan movie. Is called like well the, the working title is like 1000 AE so 1000 years after Earth and it's about a, a father and a son who come back to Earth after it's been decimated for a thousand years and guess what they fight aliens so I mean it's basically just him just sticking right in his uh, comfort zone. Well, you know the other thing Will Smith does is he plays an action part but also has the the jokey stuff going on. You know, I mean to yeah. me he does seem more like an 80s star than most people. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the other big name you'd probably think is Tom Cruise, but then Tom Cruise took a fall with his whole media thing. He, you know, he went out and went crazy. He didn't go the DiCaprio route, where if DiCaprio was with Katie Holmes, he would have paraded her out of a couple of premieres, you know, seen her at a Lakers game. You know, Tom Cruise starts, like, jumping on couches and, you know, starts, like, you know, going crazy about, you know, different ways that he wants Katie Holmes to have their baby together, like, with no whatever... Yeah, but he no had to prove that he was straight at that time. Was, he was in a very tough situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That's when he but had the gay he's rumors. Trying, he's, he's trying to work his way back going the Will Smith route, where he's got the new Mission Impossible, and then after that he's doing a big alien movie, uh, where you know he's going to be like the last man on Earth or something like that. So I think they're, you know, they're, they're sort of being safe, where as right before that big thing, he, he was going down a really interesting route. Where, you know, this is Simmons' point, but it's obviously... He did Eyes Wide Shut and Magnolia in the same year, and those are two great movies. And Magnolia is probably his best performance of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But see, the other thing is, this fucking Tom Cruise has been a movie star for almost like 30 years now. Yeah. I mean, he could almost have written the fucking book on how to pull this shit off. It's really not an easy thing to stay big for a long, long time. Uh, who does Simmons think is the number one movie star? Well, he, but he says it's Will Smith, and I tend to agree with him. Uh, I mean, even before I read the article, it's undeniable. Like I said, you look at Ryan Reynolds and his filmography, and you're like, where are the hits? You look at Will Smith, and it's exactly the opposite. They're all hits, even when they're bad movies. I mean, his last big movie was a movie called Seven Pounds, uh, which I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember that it ended with him trying to kill himself with a jellyfish, and it's a, it's unbelievably bad. 
Yet it did like $150 million in America just because it was, the poster was literally Will Smith's face with a different haircut. There was no indication of what the movie's about, but that's all they needed. You just needed Will Smith. And, uh, and there's nobody else. I mean, if you just put Tom Cruise's face on a poster, people are going to laugh at it. You know, uh, I mean, there's... I got a name for you, though. What about Johnny Depp? Yeah, I mean, he did Open Pirates really big. I mean, that movie is terrible, and it did a billion dollars. It did a billion dollars, and within a week or two, it's going to be bigger than Batman Dark Knight. Holy shit. It's going to be bigger around the world than that fucking film. Well, there's also the 3D thing to take into consideration. Where all the I do take it into price. consideration, and I'm still going to over a billion dollars. And that's right after he did a billion dollars on the Alice in Wonderland. That was fucking hideous. And what was the poster for that? Johnny Depp's face with yeah. makeup on it. You're right. No, you're right. Johnny Depp, is, that, that's undeniable. I think, I think uh, the pr difference is that he sort of just started to come into that with the Pirates movies in the last 10 years, where Smith has been doing it since the mid-90s. Um, and, Johnny, and Johnny Depp does do the occasional weird small movie, you know, with Fear and Loathing, or he, you know, he pops up in the Terry Gilliam movies here and there. He's a great actor. Um, or, yeah. And, and he was a great uh, actor before he became so, a movie star. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true, but I mean, he did. I'm trying to think, he must have done something recently. But he, right, I mean, let's take the Ryan Reynolds. Is he never going to be a movie star? Is that the point of this? I don't think that's the point. I think that he just they, they put him at, at the top way before his time, um, and I think he's great. I heard his new movie that's coming out, The Change Up, with Jason Bateman, is really funny. I haven't seen it, but I heard better it's be. really good. It better be after this, uh, John. You're on a fuzz. What's up, boys? Um, what do you think about Tom Hanks and his new movie coming out? Well, it came out last week and it did uh, pretty poorly, huh, G Baby? Yeah, I didn't see it. I heard it was bad. I think it's just I think it was just the wrong time, and apparently the movie is really sort of milk toast, and that didn't help. Well, again, Tom Hanks, big movie star for I don't know thirty years. He's still a movie star. Every fucking film is not going to be a huge hit, but. I think if you had a project going and you could get Tom Hanks' name on it, you'd be very, very excited. Oh, for sure. He's definitely, I mean, like I said, Simmons does, he has a pretty good, I don't think comprehensive, but list of everybody who he thinks are movie stars. Let me just read it down real quick. As I, I, like you said, Depp. Uh, then he also says uh, DiCaprio, Cruz, Clooney, Damon, Pitt, Downey Jr., Bale, Hanks, Denzel, Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler. Russell Crowe, Jeff Bridges, I'm sort of, I don't know about that. Steve Carell, Seth Rogen, Will Ferrell, and Zach Galifianakis. Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Some of those are sort of, uh, you know, you'd be on the fence about them. But well, let's go over the ones that you're on the fence about. Well, I would say Jeff Bridges, I don't know. I mean, he is definitely an amazing actor. and he's, He opened, you know, Tron, and he opened the, the new one, as well as True Grip. But I don't know if, like, you know, he's the kind of guy that you put him in any film. I take that back. If I put him in anything, you have to see it. But I, I don't know if he... I think he more maybe almost reached that more recently. You know, the, nobody turned out for The Big Lebowski, and, but now it's a big movie after the fact. Uh, um, and yeah, and that kind of... I mean, he has built up a ton of goodwill, and no one expected True Grit to do the kind of numbers it did. I mean, Westerns don't do that kind of shit, and people, they just generally like him. I would, just, I would put him there as a movie star. Um... But I don't know about a Fleck. I think a Fleck kind of screwed the pooch a couple of years ago. I think he was uh, a movie star about 
seven, eight years ago. Ben, I don't, the Bennett for years, he was huge. Yeah. And the Bennett for years kind of killed him, too, though. Oh, yeah. Destroyed him. But he, I think he's going now where he, his name is going to go the other way, where he's going to become the big director. Uh, I talked about it a lot on the show. He's got some movie coming out. His last two directorial movies are great. Well, that's Granted, great, but that doesn't make a movie. a movie star. No, it's true. But, but what about, what do you think about Galifianakis? I mean, the guy's been in like three movies, and now he's, called, they're, they're, he's putting him on the same list as like Russell Crowe and Johnny Depp? I don't think so. Um, he is the thing that I go and see in the movies, though. You know what I mean? Like, the comedians are always going to be different. Uh, where's yeah. Jim Carrey's name on that list? Well, he meant, yeah, he mentions him, uh, but it's, again, it, he mentions him not on that list, but in the fact that he sort of went away for a while, uh, and he had his new movie just come out, and it did okay, but it didn't do great. But, um... But I think Jim Carrey's movie star, you just can't go, his, all his movies are super duper hits. They went, you went because he was in them. You know, if Ace Ventura was made with anybody else, The Mask with anybody else, those movies would not have been hits. And they're opening movies with him and Penguins just because it was him. But see, here's also, and by the way, he's not using any women in this list, it's just guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's just talking. I think the, the women argument is much tougher because, you know, there's so few roles for these women at this point, it's kind of sad. Um... If you want to go down that route, I mean, it would be Julie Roberts, obviously. I think Reese Witherspoon is probably one of the biggest ones out there right now. And still Cameron uh, Diaz. Yeah, Bad Teacher is doing incredibly well on the strength of her. Uh, and it's actually pretty funny, so I guess it may makes sense. Um, but, you know, there's a couple things. It just isn't how much money. And this is why I think Jim Carrey's still a movie star. If you mm -hmm. call the Today Show and you say, hey, my client is going to be there on Thursday. He has to go on at 7.15, and he has to leave there at 7.28, make sure he's in and out. That is a, that's a movie star type of thing, and Jim Carrey can still do that. You know, if Jim Carrey calls up to the Letterman show, I need three segments, he's going to get three segments. I, don't know the, I think you're right about the Today Show thing. I don't know if you think he's going to get three segments on Letterman. I think Letterman would be thrilled. Now? I think Letterman would be fucking thrilled to think that because he's going to get two. If he asks for yeah. an extra one, I think they say yes. Of course you can. Yeah, I think maybe the reason that Carrie isn't maybe on that list is that he has not played the Us Weekly game as well as everybody else. I mean, he did. I mean, he obviously was with Jenny McCarthy, and he's sort of there, but he is a more private guy. Uh, he comes out for, like, you know, the award shows and does his thing and really kills and does, like, you know, like, you think of the MTV Awards, he wore, like, a green screen suit, and that went over pretty well. But uh, I think maybe, you know, because he's a little more public than a Russell Crowe, than a Matt Damon. See, uh, I wonder a little bit about the Us Weekly, because Jennifer Aniston's on there all the time, and she can't carry a fucking movie. Yeah, that's true, but again, that's, that I think that has a lot to do with, like we said, the the, the movies that she's doing. I mean... There's so few great role, lead roles for females now. You know, they come up, you know, or, or Charlize Theron, maybe, you know, she gets like a movie like Monster or something like that. But uh, Jennifer Aniston isn't a great actress. She's pretty and can be funny, so she gets to just go with it. You know, The Horrible Bosses, which I hear is good, but, you know, it's still, that's another... Uh, is Jake thing. Gyllenhaal a movie star? Simmons got him in. Hicks, you're, you're, you're saying no? I can't see how he's considered a movie star. Die Darko is yeah, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I think he's on his way, but I don't think he is either. I mean, he puts him on there. 
Uh, well, he actually puts on Justin Timberlake and Kevin James as well. Um, Kevin James, we'll see after this next movie. I mean, he's done amazingly well coming out of TV. Amazingly well. And that's not an easy thing to do for a guy who's, you know, um, was a TV star for so long. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, most people can't pull that off. If this stupid Zoom movie hits big, he might be a legitimate movie star. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's I haven't seen in almost any of his stuff. Uh, you know, Grown Ups. You know, he put him and Sandler together, and it was a monster, even if it's a terrible movie. Um, Hall, I mean, I think he's on the fence just because he has done the big movies. He did like Prince of Persia. Terrible. Uh, but then, terrible flop. But then, Shit. Yeah. But then he does Source Code, which is a legitimately good movie, and it doesn't do that well. No, it doesn't so, do well at all. Yeah. And I liked him a lot in that. I thought it was one of his better things, which makes me think he might be closer to an actor than he is a movie star. And I do like yeah. the fact that Simmons comes up with, yes, the material stinks and you're sp still supposed to draw, a la watching Judge Dredd with fucking Sly Stallone. I was there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Try watching it now. You're like, how did they think this was a movie? This is a, a sketch at best. I forgot Rob Schneider was in it, too. I was like, what? Huh? Rob Schneider never had a setup line. Just every punchline <laughs> he had. And never lived for himself. No. Only lived for dread. <laughs> hey, Ron, this one name that he doesn't mention, I actually think is a movie star. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Hugh Jackman. I think Jackman, you know, he's done those small little movies, but he also is a superhero. He sings. He's a Tony Award winner. I mean, I think he's and you know, he opens movies, even if he is Wolverine at the time. What do you think? Does he open anything besides Wolverine? Uh, well, he's got, he's got one movie coming out that'll be sort of, uh, we'll see. But, you know, he did um, the, you know, the Prestige. Uh, Van Helsing is a good example. I mean, it wasn't a good movie, but he was the star of that, and that was a massive hit. It was massive hit. I thought it was a bomb. No, I think it probably did two hundred million. I could be wrong. Oh, okay, but, uh, that's crazy. Then, uh, then I'm going to give it to you, and I, I certainly would give it to him over Justin Timberlake, who I think is a pop star, but hasn't proved that he's a. Uh, uh, he hasn't proved that he's a movie star yet. Yeah, I think the test for Justin Timberlake. He's obviously choosing a very uh, interesting career path into the movies as opposed to something he could have done is next week he's got this big romantic comedy coming out with Mila Kunis and then in October he's got this big sci-fi movie coming out with Amanda Seyfried. Uh, if, if both of those are hits, I think you have to put them in consideration. All right, I will then. Um, and he's I'm rocking MySpace. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the MySpace. <laughs> I think he's there because he's a pop star. I do think he's a pop star. By the way, he also has been a very smart dater. You know what I mean? He keeps the public oh, yeah. interested in his dating. Oh, yeah. yeah that, there's no doubt about that. It's kind of embarrassing, though, right? That you're kind of known for who you date? But it's, I think that's just the game now. That's just the game. I mean, it's, it's free press. I mean, you can get, you know, Justin Timberlake can get an article in Entertainment Weekly about his own social network, but how do you get a lot of other eyes, a lot of the female eyes, which are, you know, 50% of your audience, and most of those people, you know, the girls, they read, uh, or at least, you know, stereotypically, your life and styles, your Us Weeklies, that kind of stuff, your People magazines, and that's the way to hit a, a broader audience. And if you can have sex with a hot girl at the same time, it sounds like, you know, win-win. Hicks, do you think we're leaving anyone out of here? Do you think there's anyone who 
um, didn't show up that belongs there. Oh, it's slim pickings out there. Most most of these guys are. Well, we've got almost twenty names. That's not slim. so slim. You know, that that will at least cover you through half the year. Um, yeah. I think Rogan is uh, is debatable. I think he you know, he definitely can. You know, he opens movies big, but sometimes like it was knocked up was a Judd Apatow movie. Nobody showed up for the Green Hornet, which was his big thing. Um, but I think the fact that he writes movies sort of gives him a different cachet. Maybe not a movie star, but right under that. Yeah, Apatow um, fits into that thing where people have more of a trust of an Apatow movie uh, than they will uh, a non-Apatow comedy. Uh, let's go over here to Rich. Rich, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. You know, two names, actually. I thought of John Travolta, and he opens a lot of big movies that that are terrible lately. And then the other guy is James Franco. He's kind of coming into his own now, too. All right, well, let's go first of all. I guess Travolta, he's feeling like a Travolta and Willis are kind of past their prime, G-Baby? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Travolta, yeah, I think he sort of just got mired up in this L. Ron Hubbard thing and sort of took a step back. I think he was a movie star. I think he could be again, you know. Tarantino proved that. But, but I, I will uh, I say this, right though. Now. If John Travolta came in here today, we'd treat him oh. like a fucking movie star. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. And so true. would, by the way, so would Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow and everybody, yes. you know what I mean, that we're sitting around disgusting. The um, same with Bruce Willis. You can sit around and go, oh, his movies aren't, you're still going to treat him like a fucking movie star every single time. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he's got that persona about him, but if you're looking at, you know, in 2011 box office, if the next week Friends of Benefits start John Travolta and somebody else, nobody would be as excited about it. But, um, I, and I think Franco, I think Franco is, on his way, the thing with Franco is he's been doing a lot of great small movies, and now he's got two huge movies coming out, and that's where we're going to find out if he's the real big box office person. He's got Rise of the Planet of the Apes in August, and then he's doing a Wizard of Oz prequel with Sam Raimi. Mm. Those are going to be the two to see if he's really a huge box office draw. Because 127 Hours is a great movie. Got him an Oscar animation. He hosted the Oscars, but it did like nothing. It was a huge bomb, unfortunately. It was a bomb? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it didn't do anything. I mean, if if it did ten million domestic, I'd be surprised. Well, here's Tommy here on Fest. Tommy. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, Mark Wahlberg is a big movie star? Since I mean, he doesn't. He's done a lot of bad movies, but people like him. His movies have made a lot of money. Is he on the list, uh, G Baby? He, yeah, he's on the list. He's on the list, and uh, I, w I would agree with him. He, he's got his hands in almost everything too. He's producing, he's writing, and he's uh, yeah. His his new movie is, is like is is locked. It's it's going to be awesome. I think it's it's directed by written directed by Seth MacFarlane, his Family Guy, his first movie mm -hmm. it's called Ted, and it's Mark Wahlberg as like an aging guy who, when he was younger, wished that his teddy bear would come to life, and it does, and it's going to be played by Seth MacFarlane, and it's like a real raunchy R-rated comedy with this teddy bear who like. Doesn't yeah, this come on right before Louie? <laughs> yes, it's just like Wilfred. By yeah. the way, here's what's funny. The first week, I'm like, I don't know about this Wilfred. Everyone's like, it's fucking great. The second week I watch it, and everyone who told me it was great is like, I don't know about this Wilfred. Like, this <laughs> premise may, you know, like it might work over the course of a fucking movie. I don't know whether you can go years with the guy in a dog suit. I'm going to stick with it. I know you are. Um, 
Here's uh, Andy. Andy, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, I uh, I don't think I heard you guys talk about Vince Vaughn. I want to see what your thoughts are on that. He's been pretty big the last five or six years. He's been I still think Vince time. Vaughn's a movie star. G-Baby? Uh, I love Vince Vaughn. He's in my favorite movie of all time, Swingers, but he's not a movie star anymore. I mean, he, I mean, he did Four Christmases, uh, the, not the change-up, whatever, uh, the, whatever, with Jennifer Aniston. He, is, he can command that kind of big audience draw. Wedding Crashers was huge, but I think that was just more of the movie. It wasn't as much him. Uh, he's been making some really suspect choices, I think, recently. He Red also looks a little tired, but I, I think he's a movie star. But <laughs> I, I'll right. see him in some of these things, and I'm like, dude, you're a little tired in front of the camera there. Where's the energetic? And I can't even see him, like, shallow breathing. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, you know, this movie's uh, going pretty good. I don't know. Well, they have the smokes, Vince. Um, I mean, people forget he was a star of Jurassic Park 2, and nobody would see that because of him. It was the dinosaurs that were, you know, in Spielberg. Yeah, but I also don't, you know, uh, and I guess Owen Wilson not on the list here, but I still think if I was doing a comedy, if I'd written a script for a comedy, and I heard I had Vince or Owen, Fuck yeah. I'd be, seriously, I'd be like, Pepper, I'm going to lend you some money, because the fucking money's going to come flooding my way. <laughs> and if Pepper was writing this, I'd be going through his pockets. I'd be going, fuck you. Your money's on its way. Give me what you have now. Let's bank it up. Francesca, you're on Rana Fez. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Um, um, I'm just calling because when you were talking about how people were movie stars or not, you'd mention the way that you would treat them if they uh, they came in and everything. I think Jim Carrey and John Travolta were too. You'd treat them like movie stars. But I think there's also a difference between the movie star and the, the celebrity. And I uh, just kind of wanted to get your... Well, I don't give a fuck about celebrities. And <laughs> I like actors, but then a movie star, I fucking totally get. that. That's You normally have to be a pretty good actor to be a movie star, but then you've got to have something else. But a celebrity isn't that impressive to me. Yeah. So, I so think... what a, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so reaching celebrity status through movie stardom doesn't count as much, or I guess uh, celebrities for the sake of being celebrities, like Paris Hilton, I agree, are worthless people, but, uh, you know, and they, they don't deserve the treatment that a movie star would get, but I don't know if necessarily the way you would treat somebody makes them, you know, like, we're treating them this way, thus they're a movie star. Does that... You know, no, I. but I think that, let's say this, Jack Nicholson's not on this list, right? Right. But if fucking Jack Nicholson walked into the room that everybody on that list was at, those people would get up and go, here's a fucking movie star. Jack, I want you to sit down and enjoy yourself. You know, take yeah. my seat. And I saw that happen with Nicholson when I was in Vegas. At a Vegas fight, a hundred fucking celebrities got introduced. And when... Jack Nicholson was introduced. The celebrities were standing up to Fuck see where yeah. he was. They were going nuts. That's awesome. When Jack Nicholson came in to an arena, everybody's going, "That's Jack Nicholson. Jesus Christ, it's Jack Nicholson." Yeah, I think those, that's an interesting argument. That again, the Simmons doesn't make are the guys like Nicholson, De Niro, Pacino, who have been movie stars uh, in the past for sure, and still are massive. But you know, I think it's more about. I I, I, not, I think those guys are movie stars. I just think maybe now they aren't getting the roles that they once did because no, they're a little older. So. Yeah, it's got to do with age and all, but they will always carry... It'll, it, it's almost like they're in the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, two, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a screening of Dick Tracy and Warren Beatty was there. And Warren Beatty hasn't been out in public much in a while. But that fucker is a movie star. Like, he came out and he was just, he commanded the room. And he wasn't even saying anything. He just would, like, answer questions with a yes or no. And everybody would laugh because it was Warren Beatty. You know, he's right. charismatic. And he has such an incredible, you know, backstory and, you know, collection of work that's impossible to say, even though he hasn't done a movie in fucking 15 years, that he's not a movie star. And the same thing is, gets happened with rock and roll stars where, I don't know what's the last big song fucking Keith Richards wrote, but he's always going to be a rock star. Elton John is always going to be a pop star, you know? It's just, you won't get beyond that. They'll, yeah. Till they die, they're, they're going to keep whatever stardom thing. Doesn't really have a lot to do with what did they um, draw this week. Um, Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, I was going to say, I don't really think there are that any movie stars anymore because I think the studios are just trying to make these known quantity things like Thor and Avengers and things like this. They don't want to take any risks. And none of the people that have been mentioned, I mean, I guess the closest is Will Smith, but he's been gone for like four or five years. Men in Black 3 comes out. I don't think that's going to be that big. So I think that there really aren't movie stars anymore. The studios have tried to... Uh, get away from those days when they were making $20, $30 million a movie, and they're so economically conscious now that there really aren't movie stars. Well, uh, I, I, I point that I think that the characters are movie stars uh, for most of these things, like Captain America, uh, Green Lantern, but I think on the inverse that if it, the movie is good, it can, it can you know do the flip side. Robert Downey Jr. was always great, but Iron Man made him a movie star. Christian Bale was great, but Batman made him a movie star. So I think, you know, it can go both ways. And see, the weird thing is those guys can kind of take their movie star hat on and off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like R Robert Downey Jr. can go out, make a small, weird movie, and it's not going to hurt his career at all. No one's going to say, hey, this one didn't make $150 million. They're going to go, look how he keeps himself interesting, you know? Uh, but I'll agree with you. I think Iron Man is one of the least interesting things that Robert Downey Jr. has ever done. And yet that yeah. did put him over the top where suddenly now everybody's acting like he's back. Uh, Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what about uh, Will Ferrell? Movie star. That's what yeah, I for thinking. sure. Yeah, he's, on, he's on the list. You can't, yeah, he's undeniable. You know, it's so weird, too. I was just watching this uh, 70s doc, Broad Street Bullies, again over the weekend. That's about the eighth time I've watched it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this would make such a great Will Ferrell movie. And it's totally being done straight. But Will Ferrell in the fucking Philly in the 70s would be the funniest shit ever. Will Ferrell belongs Rock. in the 70s, just in general. That's actually, that's actually kind of happening. There's a movie coming out. I forget what it's called. It was called Turkey Bowl. They changed the title. But it's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg as uh, rival families, I think in Philly, and I'm not sure if it's a period piece, but who every year play each other in like a family football game, and like it gets like really brutal. But that's a movie that's happening. Well, that sounds great. Those guys really are buddies, huh? Yeah, I guess they really hit off on that other guy's set. But uh, yeah, that's a movie that'll be you know happening in the next couple of years uh, after Ferrell. Ferrell's doing a uh, political comedy with uh, Zach Galifianakis where they both run for like a Senate seat. So they're both, you know, um, they sound pretty cool. Let's go over to uh, Mike. 
Mike in Indiana, you're on Run Fez. Hey, I just want your thoughts on Nicholas Cage. See what, see what he's been doing lately. Nick Cage. Uh, I guess he's not on the list. Do you still consider him a movie star, G Baby? I think I think you, can't, you have to. I mean, because you put his name on the top of a poster, and you're like, oh, that's a movie I'd be interested in seeing. You know, Drive Angry didn't do too well. You know, Ghost, but you know, Ghost Rider was probably a star, and he's done a bunch of shitty movies in, in between. But uh, I think he's interesting enough that he's probably he's a movie star. So, yeah. The weird thing about him is, if you put him in the right movie, it'll be fucking great. You know, yeah. it will never happens. <laughs> and if you put if you put him in adaptation, movie, it's still kind of fucking great because it's Nick Cage. Yeah, so I know. Still- I I I gain less. You know, I can't sit around and smoke pot and watch Wicker Man and you know punch yeah. my friends in the arm. It just doesn't seem that funny to me. Bail tattoo. Uh, David, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what about Clint Eastwood? He's been a money maker for fifty damn years now. Uh, G-Baby, Clint Eastwood sure had a movie star turn a couple years ago when he came out and did the old man Clint Eastwood story. Uh, but yeah, you look at Dirty Harry, that was everything that a movie star was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood is on that list of guys that we just mentioned, you know, uh, Pacino, De Niro, Nicholson, Beatty, Eastwood's right up there. And unlike those guys, he's still making very, very relevant films because he realized that maybe he isn't the best looking energetic person anymore he can do Gran Torino but he's also directing and writing and scoring stuff I mean I think Eastwood is going to go down as one of the most influential and best people ever to make movies by the time that he's done you know what I mean just because he has been so interesting he almost goes above movie star for me he's just iconic uh, actually he's making better films now than when he was a movie star it's the weirdest thing ever alright G-Baby always interesting to talk to you buddy uh, alright thanks buddy you have fun we are uh Waiting on the verdict now. Um, Hicks, are you monitoring from in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm keeping an eye on things. What is, what is, they say the defense attorney, uh, the verdict will be read in a couple of minutes. Yeah. You want to just do a one and then come back? Yeah, that works, yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to break, come back, hear the verdict on uh, Casey Anthony. Uh, what did you think, uh, Hicks? I said she's going to get life. Life? Well, it would just be the murder one. They don't say exactly what will happen to her yet. Yeah, They're going to actually reconvene and go back and do that. Oh, yeah, for like a sentencing hearing. Or uh, then we'll try to get Loretta back in here. She stayed very quiet during the G-Baby time. Loretta doesn't get to see a bunch of films? Though? I guess not. I guess she's part of a thing where she doesn't see films because of what happened to the Joker. Right back, Run a Fest show. <laughs> show we are minutes away from the Casey Anthony verdict um, 
Loretta, come on back in here. I tried to. Yes. You know, Loretta came in at an odd time and then came in before we expected her, then took uh, about 45 minutes off. There was a very long, quiet period before Loretta. She came in gangbusters, then took time off. What do you do when you just sit and watch like that, Loretta? Well, I guess I just go over some recipes. But did you didn't find any place to jump in during uh, the G-Baby? No, I wasn't uh, finding a spot there. It seemed like man talk. Yeah. Hmm. All right, uh, seconds away, minutes away right now, Casey, Anthony. This is one of those uh, deals where people are uh, going to say, maybe fight with co-workers back and forth. I know Anthony is one of the few high-profile people who think is innocent. Check his Twitter page, by the way, too. I want to see if he's ready to tweet out on this. We might get a live from the compound tonight. Whether he's excited and happy about it or not. Uh, no way to keep up on there when the, they're coming back in? Because I get it. Oh, you, you can hear both? Very, very exciting times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hicks. Do you put yourself in with the victim, or do you see yourself as a defendant? you see yourself as a prosecutor? Where do you relate when you see something like this? I put myself in the in the case of the the defendant. You always think of yourself as the one who committed the crime. <laughs> sure, because I've been that fuck not in the murder case, but I've been fucking State of New York versus Chris Stanley. All right, this uh, was a tweet by Anthony just a minute ago. Yes, not guilty on all charges. And then he's hashtagged it, Casey Anthony. Nice. Let's bring it up. Is that is the, that's the jury sitting in, right? Let's bring it up a little bit so we can listen in. That's the audience in the crowd. That's, that's just the audience. That's her parents. That's George and Cindy Anthony in the very back row. Little Kaylee Anthony, her birthday just in the beginning of August, and basically everyone. Can you imagine? Pull it back now. Pull it back. Pull it back. Could you imagine the the way her chest is beating right now, oh, knowing God. she's sitting and waiting to see whether she goes down? Uh, Bill, you're on run a fez. Yeah, I, I got a question for Loretta. Is she a great big fat person? I think I'm at a healthy weight. Here we go. Um, so go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Well, they've had a room set up here in the courthouse for those jurors for days now that we may be finding out very soon what they're going to do. Yep. Okay. So the judge, uh, let's see. Let's let's take a listen. Let's uh, keep quiet for a second. Here we go. It's been brought to my attention that the jury has reached a verdict. State? The state's ready to proceed, John. Defense? Defense is ready. To those in the gallery, please do not express any signs of approval or disapproval. Yes! Let's return the jury. Oh, jury. So nerve-wracking. Oh, God. Jury is wandering in. 
This is nerve wracking. I don't even know how she's standing. No. And why is she wearing a tuck shirt? <laughs> she should be wearing that slut gear. <laughs> Stop with the slut. It happened once. Is that the jury staring at? How could you look at somebody after you known you decided their fucking fate too? Right, I'm not at this, sitting. Those are the lead detectives. Do you recognize the president of the jury? We do, Your Honor. And does the defense? Yes, sir, we do. I don't recognize these people. Ladies and gentlemen, That's not the, the same people that were here yesterday. Yes, Would you hand the verdict form to the court, David? Holy shit! Look at that Simeon face, bitch. She doesn't know what to do. Eyes are so sunken in. Give her a goddamn orange peel. She thought she was going to get a few more days of this. He's reading it over. Mouth breathed motherfucker. How many fucking pages is this? He's he's just trying to fucking erase the knot on guilty. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more time if you're still going to come back in here and do that. He's so... Would a defendant rise along with counsel? No, don't. Run out, honey. Run out, Casey. You may publish the verdicts. Judge. Don't put it online, Judge. In the circuit court for the Ninth Judicial Circuit in and for Orange County, Florida, State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to case number 2008 CF 15606-0. As to the charge of first degree murder, verdict as to count one, we the jury find the defendant not guilty, so say we all, dated oh. in Orlando, Orange not County, guilty. Florida. On this 5th day of July, 2011, signed for person. As to the charge of aggravated child abuse, verdict as to count two, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. Holy shit! Did it at Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this 5th day of July, 2011, signed for person. As to the charge of aggravated manslaughter of a child, verdict as to count three, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Holy shit! Say we all dated at Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this 5th day of July, 2011, signed for person. As to the charge of providing false information to a law enforcement officer, verdict as to count four. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of providing false information to a law enforcement officer as charged in the indictment. Oh, there goes the sweep. So say we all dated Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this 5th day of July, 2011 signed for person as to the charge of providing false information to law enforcement officer verdict as to count five we the jury find the defendant guilty of providing false information to a law enforcement officer as charged in the indictment so say we all dated orlando orange county florida this fifth day of july 2011 signed for person as to the charge of providing false information to a law enforcement officer verdict as to count six we the jury find the defendant not guilty. Sorry, we the jury find the defendant guilty of providing. You can't fuck up on these, honey. No take back. Enforcement officer is charged in the indictment. 
So say we all dated Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this fifth day of July, 2011, signed for person. As to the charge of providing false information to a law enforcement officer, verdict is to count seven. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of providing false information to a law enforcement officer as charged in the indictment. So say we all dated Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this fifth day of July, 2011, signed for person. Madam Clerk, you may poll the jury. Juror number one, were these your true and correct verdicts? Pardon? Juror number one, were these your true and correct verdicts? Not guilty. Were they all your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number two, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number three, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number four, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number five, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number six, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number seven, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number eight, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number nine, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 10, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 11, were these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. So basically what they got her on, and we'll try to listen to a little more of this, but it looks like what they got her on was being a lying dog. Uh, there she is hugging around and crying. Bring it back up a little bit. Not all the council, but just representative sample. They're swinging her big tits back out out of the, oh, yeah. the room now. She seems like she's ecstatic. I mean, if she's got to do sometime, she could do a stand on her head. Okay. Your peers having found you not guilty as to the charge contained in count one of the indictment, murder in the first degree. At this time, I will adjudge you to be not guilty. As to uh, count two, the crime of aggravated child abuse, a jury of your peers having found you to be not guilty, the court will adjudge you to be not guilty of the crime contained in count two. As to count three, aggravated manslaughter of a child, a jury of your peers having you found you not guilty, I will adjudge you to be not guilty of that count. As to counts four, five, six, and seven, Providing false information to a law enforcement officer, I will adjudge you to be guilty of those uh, counts in order that you be fingerprinted here in open court at this time. You'd think they'd have those fingerprints on file by now. So there she goes. I wish... That we could hear, what is her name, Nancy Grace or whatever? Yeah, she's, she's gonna, the one covering it. She'll yeah. be going, fuck it. She said this is a slam dunk. But of course, we can't get that on this fucking station. Let's see what he has to say now. You think the judge is pissed? Turtle looking motherfucker, look at him. Crawl back in your shell. Look at the prosecutors. Last night, I had to hear what geniuses they were. There's only one genius. This is Anthony Cormier, who fucking called the shot from the beginning. Called it from the beginning.
Okay, Mr. Baez, Mr. Mason. I love this Southern shit. <laughs> Will you be prepared to go sentencing? Go to sentencing Thursday or Friday of this week. I don't give a fuck. Bullshit charges. Okay. I just want to say fuck this jury and fuck everybody that came in here. In this courtroom. Okay, are there any other matters uh, that we need to take up at this time? Nothing from the state, Your Honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, on behalf of the citizens of the Ninth Judicial Circuit, I would like to express my sincere thanks and appreciation for your service as uh, jurors. You are all residents of Pinellas County, Florida. And we uh, came over there, uh, met with you, questioned you, and took you away from your families for a very extended period of time. And for that, I say thank you. As I told you when I first spoke with you, uh, in talking about jury service, uh, that one of the most important obligations of citizens. All right, this is kind of fucking bizarre, but the the reality of it is, in Florida, these people are going to go home and get fucking beat up by their family and neighbors. They probably had no idea how the media was playing the story out, and obviously, they didn't take a lot of time, a day and a half, to come up with this. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Hey, uh, this is just the first proof of simian mind control. The simian monkey girl, she used her mind control to confuse the jurors. The let, let me tell you something. You know, when people are acting like, oh, she got away with it. These jurors, and like I said, I know very little about this trial. The only part of it I watched was the other day was the rebuttal to the defense, and I'm shocked in Florida. It just doesn't seem fair to me that the prosecution should get a rebuttal, and that's the end before the jurors go back in with it. But these jurors sat in there every day for two months and heard every fucking thing that you heard at home. And then 12 of them had to sit down, and within... um. Not even a full day. Come up with somewhat of a complicated defense of three different uh, on the murder trial things. Three not guilty is manslaughter, not guilty. And then on to say, yeah, she does lie to fucking cops, though. Um, but give credit where it's due. It goes out to Ant right now. Ant has already thrown out an invitation to her. To come to his house for a party. And she seems the type that would like to come. But if she's doing media. And doesn't do the ONA show. She's out of her mind. Because no one has been on her fucking side as much as Ann has. She better recognize. Uh, Dino you're on the Run of Fez show. I knew she wasn't guilty the whole entire time Ron. Um, you know yeah. what? You're not it. You don't get to hold that. Nice try. You don't fucking get to hold that. That's bullshit. Anthony was the only person in the media who believed this girl's innocence from the beginning. Now, she did get busted on the line to cops. 
Uh, here's the four counts of giving false information to a law enforcement uh, law enforcement. Um, supposedly, it's only uh, up to a year on each count. That would be four years tops. There's the whole Casey family just hugging each other like when she was a little girl and everybody would hold tight and just be like, come here, come here, let me get some. Turn it up a little bit. Just moments after the verdict was read, Casey Anthony found not guilty on the most serious charges of murder, manslaughter, and child abuse. She was found guilty of lying to investigators. She will be serving time for those lies. But that is a misdemeanor, and it is a much shorter sentence. Just watch the reaction there of Casey Anthony. Jose Baez uh, got a lot of criticism, saying he did not try this case well, but he got the outcome, the best possible outcome, it would seem, uh, from the perspective of Casey Anthony. I want to go to our legal panel. We have a good one. We are working with Jeff Tubin, Holly Hughes. I am so Richard pissed Hunnett. I don't have Nancy Grace. Uh, first of all, Jeff, there in New York, looking at her here. I hope they're taping that for me at home. Uh, here's our buddy, Fred Brooklyn. Fred. Hey, what's up, Ron? Hey, pal. I got some inside information that she's been referring to the prosecutor as blue eyes throughout the entire trial. So I, I think there might be grounds for something going on here. You, were you surprised or not surprised, Fred? Uh, from what I see on TV, I, I mean, it looked like she was guilty, but uh, what could you do? I mean, it, I, I didn't see any definites. I know there was no... No guaranteed proof that she killed the baby. There was just a time lapse that the baby was missing, and they dragged. You know that the smartest thing they did was drag in that cable guy, that that guy who found her. He, he looked right. like uh, he looked like a shady character. But, yeah, that uh, was that, uh, it. Was such a crazy story. Yeah, the, the fact that she, the baby went missing for a month without her saying anything that 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 should have at least got child abuse. Um, you know, at a minimum. Yeah, it was a strange one. It was the strangest case. Uh, let's go over here to John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie, do you think uh, Anthony finds Casey even more attractive now because she got off of the murder charge, but she's guilty of lying, so that means she's just a fucked up batshit chick? I just think Anthony just always believed in her innocence from the beginning. I wonder and how much fan mail she would have gotten on death row. Guys that go on death row, they get all kinds of letters from women. I wonder if the guys would have been uh, trying to connect with her. Well, Loretta, I guess we'll never know. You've asked the question that we uh, won't have an answer to. But it looks like she might do some small time. But this fucking girl, she could do short time like it's nothing. Yeah, she'll do a year, get off in like eight months, wherever. Now, let's even go back to this. The two years that she's been hanging around in jail should be time spent, too. Yeah, it could be time served, sure. She may not get any time after this now. And those other trials will be concurrent. Come on. Mm. She'll see Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and she's young. There's still enough time for her to have and kill another baby. There's going to be other babies out there for her. Um, here's uh, Bruce. Bruce, you're on Fez. Ron, I called you last week when you had your lovely legal advisor, Jennifer Hutt, on. I told you they couldn't prove murder. 
They couldn't prove means, and they couldn't even prove opportunity. And I was talked down to like a dog, and I just called to gloat. You I know what? You uh, Jennifer Hutt apparently knows nothing about the legal system. Jack Squat. Uh, the first thing I saw on it was this uh, weekend um, was the last day. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And I never got to hear the defense attorneys at all. Um, I just heard the rebuttal, which is strange to me. And we come back on HLN, who apparently have been doing this 24 hours a day. And they acted like those fucking prosecutors were geniuses who just did the most genius work that's ever been done. Oh, congratulations, boys. It is done. Look at it this way. You, she never going to see a lot of D again. That's how they talk on each other. <laughs> um, let's uh, go to Paul. Paul, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I got a pause for you here. I'll just, I can put it on Nancy Grace and just hold the phone up for you. I don't know why anybody, nobody's thought of that yet. Well, my team doesn't like to move out of their seats. But right, me... uh, I wish the hell I could listen to her go fucking bat shit right now. I'm trying to get it taped at myself uh, at home. Um, here's, uh, here it is right here. Go back to this. These people didn't sign up for fucking jury duty, right? They were screened by both sides. It got brought into there to act like there's something now fucked up with the jury system and you should only be judged by HLN is insane. Even though I don't know if that's exactly what she was saying. But you have to say, here's 12 people who came to a unanimous fucking agreement within 24 hours of a very complex, no, fuck complex, batshit crazy case. The prosecution did not make their case. Um, here's Stuart. Stuart, you're on the Run of Fest show. Stuart. No, that's me. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that I... She, I think she was guilty, but I'm going to, everybody's all upset and everything. This is the judicial system doing its job. I'd rather have two people in the last 30 years get off for almost obviously being on murder, murder cases than like thousands of people being thrown in jail because we think or are 90% sure they did something. I mean, she, there wasn't enough information and the right thing was done. Um, you know, there is a case that just got reopened in Washington about a guy who did a murder uh, when he was 18 years old, and this guy is 71 right now. Oh, 70 Jesus. fucking one. Here's the craziest thing. Supposedly, he was accused of killing a little girl uh, that was seven years old. He said, I'll give you a piggyback ride. Took her off into the woods, killed her. 
He said, no, that couldn't have been me when that happened. It was, I was on a train from Chicago to fucking wherever the hell the people out there go. Minneapolis or some dumb shit place. All these years later, an old girlfriend is looking at a picture in his frame. Takes the picture out. The fucking train ticket falls out unused. I'm like, how many fucking producers are calling right now to get this story? They went, arrested the guy. He's 71. He's been fucking accused of abusing kids, even under his new name. Holy shit. Uh, do we need to break before the end of the show or take it to the limit like the Eagles? Like Eagles style. Um, Victor, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, the judge can always vacate the jury's decision if the judge feels the jury's decision is an error. Uh, well, he didn't. Well, he may not have now, but he does have the opportunity to look the case over. Dude, I mean, he's not... Seriously, can you imagine if he fucking attempted to do this? Twelve fucking... You, you did this thing for months, and these fucking people don't get a chance... They haven't fucked in months. They weren't allowed to talk to their fucking family without the guards sitting there. Jesus. Here, pop us up there. Here, the place is going crazy. Apparently, the crowd outside... Yeah. Is just and, distraught. And the fact basically, that the jury came back with this verdict. Yeah, yeah. That tells us that tells us that that jury went in there unconvinced and not convinced by the circumstantial case that the prosecution had presented them. The oh. last time we saw a big circumstantial case like this was Scott Peterson. That turned out way differently. People came out of there hating him. This jury looked at the facts and apparently found the facts wanting. Okay, now Holly Hughes, uh, sitting with me here. When when you think about the evidence what david just said that the evidence came up short all right you did not think so no, initially no. but why then what is explain what happened that the jury looked at this and said nice try but uh these people are going crazy i think we think we found a nancy uh grace thing she is basically doing this for a living right now one five six zero six dash oh as to the charge of first-degree murder, yeah, just verdict. It. Um, we need a way of listening to that in the other room when she pops up again. Uh, G Money, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yes. Hello? Yes. Hey, I'm a grown man with a vasectomy. Do you think it's safe for me to date this girl now that she's not guilty? Well, I don't have to worry about kids. I'll take my question off air. Uh, why don't you ask your question off there? Lewis, you're on the Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I want to do a quick radio psychic here. Okay. I think that uh, she may have sold the baby off to someone or pushed the baby off on someone, and that person killed her. Oh, I think it would have come up. I think, you know... Should have brought the person's name. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, they combed, combed this case and then come up with jack Shit. And you ought to give the fucking thing right now. In the world that we live in, the one person who believes in the innocence of the defendant. Let me change it. One person who believes in the innocence of a white defendant is our own Anthony Cumia. 
And he did a great job pulling out this one. He's a treasure. And he took on all comers. He took on all comers. And he, he kind of is standing there like Atticus Finch today. He's looking like one of the few people that could hold their head up uh, proud today. I'm shocked. I thought the girl was going guilty. Yeah, I thought they were going to get that she was just going to fucking be off the river. And I know that because I saw almost 15 minutes of this. <laughs> well, that's in depth. It was the last 15 minutes. And I'm like, this bitch is so fucking dead. <laughs> and why they were doing shit to her on the, on the last part of the prosecution, she was just fucking shaking with Zito anger. She just had an underlying Zito anger, just wow. like, I'll fucking kill you when I get out of here, bitch. And I hope she does. I hope she drowns some of the people that fucking she's angry with. That'd be nice. My prediction is she's, now that I see it in her tuck shirt, she's going to go Joan Jett on this whole deal. She's going to shave the head and start hanging out at WBA fucking basketball tournaments. And that is her right. And I will never forget the look on the prosecution's face as the camera went to them after the not guilty was announced. Already emails and phone calls are flying in saying, what's more shocking, this or the O.J. Simpson not guilty? And I got to tell you, I'm more stunned by this. Because in that case, the O.J. Simpson case, you had celebrity going for Simpson. You had the police kind of uh, subject to attack. Out to Natisha Lance joining us. What do you think, Natisha? Did you observe all the people outside the courthouse just kind of milling around stunned? Okay, turn it down for a minute. Sorry the people outside the fucking courthouse don't get the opportunity to light their torches and carry this fucking girl off and burn her like a witch. But this is the jury system. You know, this isn't a hung jury. You know, there's not one or two jurors who didn't see this obvious fucking case that Nancy Grace did. Twelve fucking people. And not saying that this woman was even an angel since they gave her four different guilties for lying to the police. They just thought there never was a case against her. There's the, uh, is this the defense team? Yes. Up and swinging. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, uh, do you think these prosecutors in this trial were star graduates of the Marsha Clark School of Law? You know, it's very funny. In the case of these things, now suddenly, yesterday the prosecutors were geniuses. Today they're idiots. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yesterday I heard... Oh, what a great American this prosecutor is. <laughs> he could be making five to ten times more money if he worked in the private sector, but he cares about Florida. Oh, he cares yeah. about his community. And today he's a fucking retard. Uh, Matt, Matt, you're on the Run and Face show. Hey, Ron. Hey, um, it's just, I was shocked by this whole thing. I mean, I didn't really follow it, but I kind of just, you know, looked at it on a face value, but. I mean, she's gonna be. She could live to be a hundred years old, but she will always be a child killer. When people hear her name or look at her, or, she'll never be able to escape this. 
you know, this is what happens to anybody once they go in. You know, once you get accused of anything, um, some people will only pay attention, will never pay attention to the end of it, you know? At the same time, she now has a certain amount of celebrity. She'll be able to sell her story. I'll make bank on that. Make some money. She'll start living La Vida Loca. She'll get real drunk and just yell out the truth one night, but it'll be in the middle of like 80 other lies, so we won't even take it in. Robert, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I got to listen to a lot of this, and um, I, the prosecutors, it's almost like they bought into the, the media hype before the trial, and they overcharged this girl because... <laughs> They just didn't have the proof. I mean, murder one, that's, that's, you know, that's a serious charge. I mean, you practically got to have video or a gun or fingerprints on the gun or something. And uh, they just, they never had it. And uh, I think she'll be at Anthony's house by Saturday. What do you say? I know she's invited. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. Um... Here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Anthony was right. She wasn't get, get murder one. She, um, the, the the prosecution just didn't have enough evidence. I, I'm I'm shocked that Anthony was right. Um. By the way, it looks like the defense is hammering the fucking media right now. Uh, and from their point of view, uh, they have every right to because the media did, in fact. And I don't even, like I said, I've only finally gotten around to watching anything. Because I was on grand jury during most of this case. Um, but I had heard, she did it, she's a killer. She, you know, And I heard from people who saw it on TV. I've, other than Ant, I can't speak of too many people who 100% did not believe that this girl did this. And I know quite a few people that have been watching along with the trial... And seeing this exactly differently than the jury did. Um, later, you're on the run of first show. Yeah, you think the family holds any resentment that she said that uh, they molested her? Or is that like a common thing in families? Like if you get in trouble, just say you molested me and everything's cool if I get off. If you get off, what, what, you know, what are you going to do? Well, there's no, first of all, there's no reason for families to be together to begin with. And this, there's going to be plenty of bank for everyone. Everyone's going to have a fucking book out of this deal. Well, the last thing you want to do is hold grudges. That's it for us. Loretta, we wish we got more time with you today. Yes, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Hicks? Yes? I got too much time with you and Zito today. Sorry. But we'll be back here tomorrow. When the uh, big hands on the 12 and little hands on the 11. That's right. 11 a.m. East side. Beast. How you like that? Whether I like it or not, there's not a goddamn thing I didn't <laughs> know about it. It's Eastern fucking daylight time. That's how we do. <laughs> yes, every summer. I know that. But see, it's, it's going to be 11 a.m. Right. And we're in New York. 
I don't like to call it Jew pork. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, there isn't even such a thing as that. <laughs> I love to watch things on TV. Jewish cop, maybe. All right. That's it. Who's coming in tomorrow, Hicks? Do you know? Max Anderson will be swinging by tomorrow. That's Max not a W last name. Did I say Max Anderson Williams? Max Anderson Williams, M A W. Maw. It's the Maw. It's scary. And what is Max do? He's from Madison Avenue. Well, he'll be on with us tomorrow for 14 minutes of fun. And then, I guess, staring? Fun and staring? I'm not sure what Max is going to do. All right. Oh. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Max Anderson Williams. Max Anderson Williams. I watched it for a little. And that's the end of my show. Donk. To watch things on TV. Been the Ron and Fed Show.